What is up, you lowlife? Welcome to your Friday. We got one hell of an episode for you guys tonight. We got motherfucking Jerry from 812 Inc. joining us a little bit later on. But before we get into that and a whole bunch of other good shit, let's kick this thing off the way we always do with those motherfucking sponsors. First up, we got Lowbrow Customs. Everything I need for the order I just placed over there since 2004. These guys have it all. So no matter what you need for your build, seats, I'm not even going to go through the whole list. They got literally a thousand different things. LowbrowCustoms.com or Lowbrow Customs on Instagram. Literally just got a text text message from them while you're reading that. Really? Yeah, as you're reading it, it says, hey, hold on, let me get to it real quick. Phil Cleveland 2021 is on. Get the scoop here and spread the word. That's it, dude. They're you guys wondering, it's Saturday, November 6th, 2021. Oh, shit. Be there, be square. Uh, let's see. Next up, we got chopshit.com, run by the one and only Chicken Rick. AKA Chicken Fried Choppers on Instagram. A man of many names, if you can't tell. So, next time you need some custom handmade shit from local builders all around the world, get that from chopshit.com. This is also the home of all the low life merch. So, if you want to grab yourself a, a I almost said a hoodie, I don't think we have hoodies there. We have t shirts, we got stickers. Swing on over there. Speaking of which, I need to get some of those stickers. I actually need to hit. We need to hit Rick up and see what our uh, stash is looking like. That's true. Because we haven't done something in a while. It's about time for another run, I think. So swing on over by the rest of what we've got over at ChopShit.com and a bunch of other good stuff. Next up, we got ChopCult.com. Lisa holding it down over there forever. She has been a longtime supporter of the show and is a huge supporter of the entire Chop community. Chop Cult has a great forum, great blog, classified section for you to scoop the parts you need for your next build. They've got it all. So next time you are looking for something or you need some information, head on over to ChopCult.com and let them know you heard about them on the Low Life Motherfucking Chopper Podcast. Up next, we got the homie Wes at Custom Destruction making the dopest motherfucking helmets in the game. Listen, I say this every goddamn week. You can get a full custom helmet. The color of the helmet, the inserts, the fucking trim, whatever the fuck you want to do to this thing. He can make it happen. Get over to Custom Destruction on Instagram and get the only motherfucking helmet that makes the ugliest motherfucker look sexy. Yes. Next up, we got Paco, 51 years in the game with all the parts you need for your Harley Davidson. 
Swing on over to Paco, P-A-U-G-H-C-O.com and let them know the Low Life Boys sent you. Uh, is that it for sponsors besides the giveaway sponsor? It is. This month's giveaway, we got a dual giveaway. Uh, we This month, we got the homie Cam from Hip and Jerk Customs giving away a dope-ass motherfucking shit. I forgot to post the picture again. Um, <laughs> a dope-ass motherfucking jockey shift. Uh, it's welded chain link with some resin cast up on the top. Super fucking dope. And going along with that, the homie Chopper Fisher is going to take one of, I think he's letting somebody choose, whoever the winner is, choose um, which print you want of his, and he's going to frame it and send it out to you. Um, if you guys are not familiar, go follow Chopper Fisher on Instagram. Check out his shit. He is the man behind the camera that is shooting the dopest motherfucking shots. So go follow him. Check out his YouTube channel, at Chopper Fisher, and follow Hypnic Jerk Customs. You got to follow both of them to win. Love it. All also, right. PSA real quick. So we jump into the shout-outs. Anybody, uh, we do this like every once in a while, um, but I just like to remind people because I feel like it's like always like a lot of like established people that hit us up and like, oh, I want to do the uh, monthly giveaway sponsorship. If you were making cool shit and this is like, so we, we started this for like anybody that's new here. Um, we started like this piece of it, the giveaway thing. For two reasons. One, so the listeners have like a a way to like earn some free, like some cool shit. Um, and another reason for like the people and it was kind of made for like the newer guys, like the guys who are just starting out that like can't really check out a pocket for advertisement or whatever. And like I'm not saying our advertisement is not expensive, believe me. Um, but uh this is like kind of like our way for like to help like those guys out. Um I mean, anybody's qualified, but this was like our way to help those guys out where you just donate a piece of like something that you make, you know what I mean? And that gives you a full month's free uh, spot in the beginning of the show. Um, so anybody that's interested in it, hit me up. Um, yeah, hit me up at Loctite Shop Shop. It's easier for me to get those fucking messages. And then I can, I everything that gets sent, I always talk to Reese about it. Um, but hit me up and we can talk about it and figure it out. Yes, sir. Love it. All right. It's time to roll into these motherfucking shout outs. So first up, we got a shout out to my brother, Tony Seats of Hyde. Harley, brother. <laughs> uh, every time you say it, I got to say it. <laughs> I know. It's, it's every, every time. I should just pause after each time. So I'm going to be swinging down to his place tomorrow, picking up a brand new version. We get into this later in the episode, but I'll spoil it now. We reupholstered the seat for the soft tail. We had some issues with the foam on the last one. And he was like, I have a different idea for how to do it. He refoamed it, reupholstered it, new color scheme, new everything. So I'm going to pick it up tomorrow, do a little bit of work on his bike and some other good stuff to come but uh shout out to him go follow his page if you need a seat made it's hide h-y-d-e underscore seats uh let me just double check that i got that right i don't know if it's all one word 
or two words. Let's see. Oh, no, it's all one word, hide seats. So give him a follow, and if you need a custom seat made, hit him the fuck up. Uh, hold on one second. A uh, huge shout-out to the longtime homie you rapped before. Um, been shooting the shit back and forth with him about building LS motors. Um, he's actually in the middle of doing a restoration slash build right now and is also using an LS motor. Uh, so it's been super cool to be able to bounce ideas off of him and uh, soak up some of the knowledge that he's already figured out. So huge shout out to you. I appreciate the shit out of it, homie. Love it. Let's see. Shout out to Chase Breeding on Instagram. He is working on a dyna right now, and he's going through some struggles with the tank because of that square backbone. So he's got a brand new tank that he scooped from Lowbrow that's coming my way pretty soon. And we're going to do some modifications on that so he could fit it on that square backbone. But I feel the pain of the Dyna guys that want to have cool bikes, but <laughs> it's not as easy as it is with these older ones where you just fucking slap a tank on there and you're done. But we'll get it sorted out. Uh, huge shout out to the homie. Steel City Blacksmithing. Um, he is making me one of those fucking... What is it? Cop stopper? Is that what it's called? Uh, traffic, traffic cop? The traffic cop, cop stopper. That's a whole different... <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, that's going to be the name of mine. The cop stopper. <laughs> this episode has been flagged. <laughs> Demonetized. Listen, this is a special run of the cop stopper. Um so he's making mine, and I think he said maybe one or two other ones. That's it. Um, you know how your boy rolls. I like to have exclusive, one-of-a-kind shit. Um, so listen, uh, he hasn't put up pictures yet. He's, like, slowly working on it. But you are not going to want to miss this. If you think this is something you want, make sure you are paying the fuck attention to Steel City Blacksmithing and hop on this thing as soon as possible. Um that's it. I don't know if he's going to sell them straight up or if he's going to do a raffle type deal or what, but I'm telling you, this is going to be one of three, and that's it. So make sure you're paying the fuck attention. Love it. Shout out to Justin Wixon. I don't know if I got his name right the last time we were talking. Remember Loctite? We were, I was trying to remember who it was that had sent over information about the foot clutch stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like, yeah, fuck that kid. Yeah. <laughs> so on Instagram, it's JC Wixon. Um, he's got a video coming out tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is just the teaser. So, excuse me. No, you're hearing this on Friday. It, the video is out today. So go follow JC Wixon on Instagram. Um, doing a bunch of cool shit, fabrication work, general motorcycle mayhem shit. So, Check out the video, check out his page, and also shout out to him because we've been, I actually called him and we talked through some ideas for the foot clutch setup. His iron head is laid out a little bit different, so it wasn't quite the, or excuse me, his Evo. So it wasn't quite the same situation, but he sent over that Heim joint that I'm using for the clutch cable, and uh, we kind of talked a couple things through as far as how to get the cable adjuster to work right and all the little details because... These one-off things are never simple, but as he put it, pimping ain't easy. So you got to just do what you got to do to make it work. And I appreciate the help with it. Um, 
I'll get into the updates on it later, but shout out to JC Wixon. Uh, shout out to Frontiersman Studio. Uh, if you guys have been around a while, he did a dope ass giveaway with us uh, not too long ago. Um, yeah, anyway, so he's always like hit me up with like some like the newest shit that he finds, like pinstriping and like new brushes. And hit me up earlier today about uh, a new podcast he found where like a bunch of pinstriping people are on there and shit. So um, just appreciate him uh, along with all the other guys that I mentioned in the pinstriping game. Um, it's super rad to have dudes that like put down some serious fucking work with paint to uh, be like an open book for me. So I appreciate all of you motherfuckers. Excellent. Let's see. Shout out again to Kevin Barton, a.k.a. Barton's Wrench, who reminded me, hit me up uh, on some stuff unrelated to this, but happened to mention not let it not. uh, Jesus can't even talk today. He reminded me that it's important to put in a stop on these foot clutches so that you don't overstress the cable by pushing too far down on the pedal. Um, yeah. So I have an idea for how I want to make a little stop for it. I did that on my Roadstar. And I actually yanked the clutch bearing out and had to, I had to take the whole clutch back apart because I didn't have a stop on that one, except for Damn. the floorboard, unless you count that, um, which I guess is a stop in the way, in a way. But uh, I'm going to try to do it a little more uh, eloquently on this one. So hopefully we'll get that all situated, but, Leave it to the motor guy to remember the details of not fucking up the motor. <laughs> um, Didn't even look at the page one yet. Shout out to Dusty New Jersey. Uh, that's a homie that has a hand in putting on cheap grills. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit in this episode. Um, and hopefully next week or the week after, we'll have him and his partner on. Um, but shout out to him. Uh, he's going to be doing a dope ass giveaway for that show this year. Um, he hit me up to ask me if me and Greece still want to be involved in like, uh, in the show this year. So super pumped to be a part of that. And, uh, I appreciate the hell of you guys, uh, thinking about us. Yes, sir. I think that's all I got for shout outs this week. Oh, actually one more. Shout out to Fish Tank Whiskey. If you did not see, the war turkey is assembled and it is looking mean as fuck. Go follow Fish Tank Whiskey without an E in the whiskey there. Is that the Irish way or the non-Irish way? I can't remember. But either way, follow the page. Check out the bike. Thing looks fucking sweet. That thing yeah. came out so fucking nice. Yeah, dude. it's It really is phenomenal. What a cool bike. And make sure that anytime you talk to Fish Tank Whiskey... As a side note, always end the conversation with hashtag sports or sanctuary. This man has, I think it's either four or 5,000 sportsters now. So <laughs> really building up the collection. <laughs> Seriously. It's, it's quite the thing to see. And uh, his wife just got an iron head too. So it's all in keeping with the sports or sanctuary theme. Oh, shit. Um, I got like a, this isn't really a shout. It's more like a, a shameless plug. We're going to do that here. Plug it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I also get into this, into this episode. Um, and so I am now at home more during the day. So I'm doing more pinstriping. 
Um, I said this before, and I think I'm still missing some people. So if you hit me up to do a shop sign or whatever, hit me back up and let me know because I fucking somehow lost these messages. Um, and anybody else is looking for anything, hit me up at Unicorn Ranch and we'll make it happen. That's it. Now, are we good to jump into this interview? Oh, we're good. Let's jump into this motherfucking interview with the one, the only, motherfucking Jerry. All right, guys. We are live on a call with the one and only motherfucking Jerry. Welcome to the show, brother. You fucking jerk off. So that's my name now, huh? That's it. I can't believe your name is in all caps on Instagram. What's going on, guys? How are you? <laughs> it's good to have you on, man. It's been a minute. It's been a minute since I talked to you guys. Yeah. How's how's things been, man? How are you? Uh, I, I know you're staying busy down there. You still swamped with a bunch of projects? Yeah, actually, I am swamped with a bunch of projects. You know, with the spring opening up and things are starting to open up a little now. And, you know, shows are starting to get booked at places. Everybody's reaching out at once. It's either feast or famine. So right now I'm kind of like swimming up to keep my nose above water with the project. So it's busy down here right now, but better busy than not busy at all. You know, actually on that topic, are you guys back uh, open? Like are stores open and, and shops open down by you? Yeah, we're, we're open. You, we're down here. We got a mask thing. So anywhere you go, you have to have a mask. The, the stores are open now. The smaller restaurants are open. They're not all the way. It's like 35% capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's winter. It's, um, I live on the beach, so there ain't anybody out here anyway until the summertime. So it's like regular out here now. That's um, true. They shut a little earlier. They shut at 10 o'clock. Everything's shutting earlier and shit. So even when you go out, they, it's like you're seated at a table. There's only like eight other people in the place. So you might as well stay home anyway. So it's not really worth it going out down here yet. But the spring, I'm anticipating it to open up a lot more. They're giving a little more leeway, uh, less less cases down here. I see more shows are being booked, so I, I know it's gonna it's gonna get lighter. So it'll get better. Yeah, man. I just saw that. Uh, oh shoot, Seaside Bike Fest. I've just seen. Oh that shit! Now it's fucking alive, man. Oh, it is on. That, that is the show to end all shows. That one right there. That is uh yeah. That is on. They they got the commitment for that. It's gonna be Seaside Bikes Cheap Thrills as well. You know, because uh, we missed out the Cheap Girls sh- show, so they're gonna have the Cheap Girls bike show at it. So that's gonna be that's gonna be something great in September down here. That's right. That's right. My backyard. You guys will be down here for that. I hope. Oh yeah. You know? All right. Good. That's September twenty fourth and twenty fifth for for people listening. Um, yeah. Be the September. fuck at it. That's gonna be awesome. I was, I was so stoked when I saw that. I think the whole internet blew up over that one because everyone uh, fucking show finally. Uh, yeah, that was that was one that was missed. I mean, you guys came down. I think last year was the first year you guys came down to that one. But yeah. uh, you know, a staple since that one opened down here. Just the quality of bikes and the fun and uh, you know the vending size and everything about it. It's just you know it was very much missed this year. That was in February, wasn't it? Chief yeah, first right, first week in February. That's crazy that that has. It's already been a year since that show. That seems mind boggling. Hi, right? Crazy. I was just thinking about that when I seen the uh, the post for Cheap Thrills come up, and I was thinking, wasn't that fucking over a year ago? We were down there in Jersey. It's been such a you know upside down year. It's been so fucked up. It feels so long in some aspects because you're not doing shit, but it feels just like like I say, a blink of an eye because we haven't done shit. So you know, it depends on how you're looking at it. The situation for me, it feels like it's been forever. 
You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm really a lot of, uh, You're always yeah. working on a project or cooking something up in the garage. So I feel like it would feel like forever because you've had so many projects that you've done in between <laughs> then and now. Yeah, yeah. That's the, next, the name of my projects. I got like 30 things going on here. Always. I got always something going on. That's my mind. Doesn't let me stop. So I got to keep moving. I know. I always see the I see the Instagram post, and I'm like, "Damn, look what he's cooking up today!" What are uh, we, we're going to dive in a second here? We're going to get into the long bike, but and we'll and we'll start there. But just briefly, give us like, what are some of the things you've been tinkering on lately? Uh, I've been everything from uh, trophies are big right now. I got I got you know <laughs> double digits of trophy orders that came in already in the last couple of weeks. Mm. Uh, I'm up into the high. Bars right now on the back block. Right now, I got jewelry. I'm making knives, a lot of knives. I'm getting a lot of knife orders. Um, I made a couple table legs for a couple people up in New York, and I just got two more orders for furniture orders. So, um, basically, I got my hands in almost everything. I uh, got low rider pumps. I got another order to make some of them, you know, pump backers. So, basically, I, I like to get into anything possible. I, you know, it's, it's, it's to me, whether it's a motorcycle or not, I'm still making something. You know, I'm, I'm creating it. So I got everything going on, basically. Here. Dude, that's, that's a wide variety of stuff. What is, what is a pump backer? I don't even know what that is. Hydraulic pumps for like a low rider. There's a pump system, and those pumps will, you know, make the car go up and down, do whatever yeah. it does. So have a regular backing plate on the back. Oh, I, see. I can make it decorative. You know what I mean? So now you're looking at the decorative pumps under or in the car. And instead of just having some aluminum plate on the back that says, you know, Scully's Automotive, you know, I'll give you bombs or I'll give you uh, skulls or I'll give you whatever you want. It's just an added, added benefit. You know, it's just uh, eye candy, basically. Yep, absolutely. That's cool, man. So, hey, let's get into this, uh, the long bike here. <sighs> That's the pain in my ass, that bike. Let's get into it. <laughs> Aren't they all? <laughs> what, what bike wasn't, right? So- all different relationship that one's something else yeah that's it okay, uh, so let the people know uh, what is what's the motor give, give us the the rundown in it then we'll get into the specifics all right so it's a 900 with the 1000 tops on it it's a 1972 harley sportster it's got the right side shift so it's that year it's best year they made that one year i think that one that motor so with that it's a pain in the ass but it runs good the motor is strong you know it it's an older Harley. It does have its issues. It spits oil. You know, she leaves her, she marks her territory. That's for sure. You know, um, not, not that bad as of lately. It's an ongoing struggle with that, you know, trying to fix that, but, uh, it runs strong. It's just, it's tough for the roads around by me. It's got a long Springer front end on it. It's a Denver Springer wishbone front end on it. Um, New Jersey roads are real tight, really beat up. So unless I got to go west or go out, you know, it's made for like Pennsylvania roads or somewhere out there. It does better on highways and better speeds. But uh, so I, you don't see me on a lot. I, lately, I've been on it a little more. It was sitting there. I was, you know, a couple of years ago, four four years ago, I had it after Cheap Thrills, one of the, I think, the second Cheap Thrills. I was riding it a lot then. And I didn't ride it that much. I got into, you know, the, the other shovel I was riding for a while. But now I'm getting back into it. It just sat for a little while. So I'm playing with it again. Had it out this winter. I'm going to have it out again this spring, you know what I mean, this summer, and play with it again. I made some changes. But uh, it, it's it's a decent bike. It's not bad. You know, for a small engine, it's not bad anyway. Right. This is the uh, – oh, man. 
I'm just looking at the this is the, it's the flame tank one, right? Yeah, that's the purple one. That's got the yellow and orange flames on it. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. With the big long. Oh, the long bike about that long. That's a, yeah. That's the long chopper. Yeah, that thing is way the fuck out there. I love that the the, the stay for the front brake caliper is like six or eight inches long, <laughs> just because of how far out the wheel is. It's about a good foot almost. <laughs> We're all, yeah, it's, it's out there. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah, I was going to take the front brake off the thing altogether, but being that it's so long and so sketchy, you know, and I usually I'm like, fuck brakes, I don't give a shit. But not for me. I really don't. I didn't want the bike messed up. So that one, I was like, let me leave a fucking front brake on it. I may drop the size of the brake. The brake system itself is good anyway, the disc. And I may drop the size of the front wheel. Um, it's a little big. It tends to want to pick a side it goes to. I might drop it and put like a non-directional up front. You know what I mean? Something smaller. Yeah. But, you know, it's always, it's it changes, you know. Every now and then you change something, you know. Nothing ever stays that way, even when you make it the way you think it's perfect. Nothing stays that way. It stays that way for you know a little while before you're like, you know what I'm going to do now. You know, I don't have to tell you. You know. Yep, I told myself I wasn't going to do that I, for for a while. I told myself I was going to ride the fat boy just as a fat boy, and that uh, didn't last very long. So, <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I do things sometimes. Like I got another one on the table, different biker. I've done things to it three different times. I've changed what, and I like it. And then you know, three weeks later, after looking at it, after you fabricate something and you fit it where you want, and then you go. Nah, fuck me. And you take it off and start again. I'm on like my third fender for the shovel hat. I, I do it and it's temporary happiness. Yeah. And then down the line, you're like, nope, fuck it. You know what I mean? That's the problem when you work on your own shit. There's no timeline. Nobody's telling you exactly what to do. I have more of a problem when I'm not doing it for somebody else. Be black and white, this is what you want. Okay, I can do it. And it's done. For me, it's it's never fucking done. I'm never fucking, I'm never done. I'm never fucking done. Yeah, it's a tricky thing, man. Like learning to just appreciate the way that it is and and then especially once you get into the summer and you're riding a bunch that's usually yeah. my problem is like once the season yeah. starts the season's full out and i have i feel like i don't have any time to make changes yeah yeah i used to feel that way where your hands are tied or you feel like you got to break it down and get it all done in the winter but i found the remedy to that you know there's a there's a remedy to that it's you got to have a lot of bikes that's <laughs> true you can always have one down that you're one or two that you're fucking with and have two on the road or, you know, so, and different bikes. So that's the remedy to that. You have one bike, you're handcuffed. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you get, you know, put your money into that instead of stock. You got three bikes and you know, there's not so much of a problem when it comes to that. You can always have one down. That you know, is I know man. people have that five, well, none of them run. That's, that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah, dude, that's, oof. that's, uh, that's depression station right there when you have three bikes and none of them work well i got some of my friends call that a lifestyle (laughs) (laughs) they collect them (laughs) they don't run much of them but they got a bunch yeah that's it all those all those great deals man (laughs) those bikes are blowing up that's where i go for parts i can pull it off their bikes (laughs) that's it they're not even right they're not riders they're just parts guys yeah home shopping club go over to their house hey Speaking of that, I got to do a shout out real quick. I got a Honda CB 360. No what? title. Anybody that wants it, come pick it the fuck up. <laughs> fuck that. When are you building the, the CB 750? When are you gonna When are you gonna make a deal for time on that? Soon, soon. Well, not not soon. I'm lying. I'm not doing that until winter time. I need a fucking break. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. 
No, I hear you. Oh. And what was it locked at? A Honda CB360? Yeah. It, it'd be a dope-ass dirt bike or, like, on-road, off-road, like, uh, adventure bike, if you will. It already has the knobby tires and all that, that bullshit. Um, the dude said that the, he took it off the road because the kill switch on the bars broke, and he didn't know how to fix it. So what? <laughs> there's that. <laughs> and I just don't I, – I was like, yes, this thing's going to be dope. I'm going to make a dirt bike, and now I'm like – I got too much shit going on and I don't care about this thing anymore. <laughs> so yeah, if anybody uh, wants to take the drive to the unicorn ranch, you can have it for free. There's no title. You just take it as it is. See you later. Bye. Watch how many people show up there tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there's, there's a fee. You got to bring me a six pack of PBR. I was going to say, <laughs> <what's that right? laughs> well, there's well, always a catch, right? <laughs> well played. <laughs> <laughs> well, but uh, speaking about the iron head, like uh, when it, co- I'm not a mechanic. Number one, you know what I mean. I don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm no bike mechanic by far at all. I'm no car mechanic at all. I can make things with metal. You know what I mean. I, I make. I fabricate things. You know, I'm learning motorcycles. So when it comes to electric, that's like pretty much that's the thorn in my side when I look at electric thing. Unless you rip everything out and there's five wires. If I look into the harness, I'm just like, fuck this. Immediately I do a shot. I don't want to look at it. So I was having a, an electric problem. Like, yeah, you laugh at me. Electric's horrible. So it's up in my bike uh, cycle stop in New Jersey right now. He diagnosed the, the electric problem. And of course it was much simpler than I thought, but it's up there getting some electrical love right now. And he's buttoning it up for me. So nice. I start wires. I fuck everything up. Before you know it, they're on the ground, and I'm fucking pissed off. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, it's, it's I'm lucky. I got I'm lucky. I got Fat Man in my shop, and he can like he can wire a bike in like 40 minutes. So really, yeah, I'm yeah. like, hey, uh, brother, <laughs> <laughs> what's <John>? up? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's definitely a luxury to have. I mean, I I guess once you do it a lot too. I mean, and starting from scratch, just run it. But you know, breaking a bike down, it's just a pain in the ass. I, I don't have the patience. I think that's what it comes down to. I start getting yeah. annoyed. Yeah, I don't want to know it. Almost, you know, I fuck this shit. So. That's exactly how I am because I feel like by now <laughs> I could have easily learned it, but I just yeah. have no interest or like want to even know. <laughs> There's so much. It's other fucked shit. up to say, but like, <laughs> there's so much other shit I want to learn first, right? That when you start telling me wires, I'm like, fuck you. Fucking, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Leave them. I don't give a fuck. Leave it to the yeah. end. <laughs> I've, been working on, I've been working on, like, building bikes now for three years, four years, four years. And I learned how to pinstripe and run a lathe in that time and still don't know how to wire a bike. Yeah, fuck them wires. <laughs> fuck them wires. Yeah. And posting it. My buddy Mike's pulling out testers and you do this and you run that to here and you run that to here and he's looking at me, you go, you hear me? I'm like, you could be talking Chinese, dude. I don't even want to hear you. Just right. make it work for me. With the, okay? with the shovel, the shovel, I can wire that because that's like there's literally nothing. There's only a headlight, taillight, and it's kickstart. So it's like it's literally like four wires. So I could wire that bike. Yeah. But well, like anything with like starter and fucking yeah. all these sensors and all this bullshit. I'm good. Got to keep <laughs> circuits. You can't eliminate shit. No, and, and even with the iron head, there's not a lot. But I can't diagnose it. I'm one thing to the next thing. Before you know it, I go through five things trying to figure out what the fuck it is. And you know, so I'm taking somebody who knows what's fucking electric, and he, he he knows his shit. So he was like right away, boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm an asshole. Whatever. 
Yeah. Everybody. I like to put this towards like, I, so I went through like this thing for a while where I was trying to convince Greece to buy like an iron head or a shovel head. (laughs) So everyone that I've seen on Facebook marketplace, I would send it to him. He's like, look, it's a great deal for somebody, but not for me. And like, that's how I look at it. Like when I'm doing wine, I'm like, this job's for somebody. It's just not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I fuck that. I just don't want to even deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. If I knew the wiring stuff that I do, I'd pretty much draw the line at whether or not somebody's going to have blinkers on the bike. Like my little brother was like, how do I wire blinkers in? And I was like, that is beyond me. You're like, Jesus, you want fucking everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what is this, a fucking bagger? God, <laughs> just wire it to start. The headlight, they're like, can I make the headlight stay on if the bike's not on? And I'm like, no, it all goes on when you turn the key. Two positions or nothing. Your blinkers yeah, are in- it. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the difference. Is some people really enjoy like laying out a nice wiring harness and other people are like, I really need this to run. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm like, I'm much more into like what you like, obviously not as much as you are, Jerry, but like the same kind of deal as you like, I would rather be, if I had to spend 10 hours in my shop, I'd rather spend 10 hours fabricating than I would a half hour wiring. Fuck yeah. I don't care if it's a bracket that has nowhere to hook up to something that I can figure it out. Or if it's a piece of fucking art that I got to scope, you know, I'm making, you know what I mean? I'm making something. I got to get to my fucking rocks off. I don't care what the fuck it is. I used to build out of wood. I used to be a builder of wood before I got oh, If you give me anything and, and I'm going to make something with it. You know, I'm, I'm that sampling and some guy. If I'm driving down the street, I have a beat up pickup truck. I keep for everything. I, if I see something thrown out on the side of the road, what I see, first of all, isn't garbage what they see. But I don't even see what they threw out. It may be a lamp or something, a lamppost. I'm seeing a, a, a frame set or a rod section that I'm going to make into something. Or I see right. a bunch light on it that's going to be a headlight or i'm gonna make this with that so i'm that guy who has nine thousand projects because i see the shit of what i want to make it not what it really is like i'm my i got a 78 iron head i'm doing a lot of stuff from hand that's got a lot of stuff on it that's not motorcycle parts you know i took and made into motorcycle parts from other stuff that i recycled you know so that's my problem it's a curse you know what i mean like so i'll be surrounded with junk until i die Jerry, <laughs> let me ask you this because i was working this week i've been trying to get the soft tail ready for the summer. And then this week I was working on the foot clutch setup, and yeah. I wanted to ask you, cause you make, you fabricate a lot of stuff in the shop. I spent like way too much fucking time making like one little mount tab. Do you ever, no, I got the answer. You know why? why? It's cause you're a TIG welder with a lab coat. Bro. <laughs> no, listen, I got to get my beakers and my test tubes out. And then we, we measure it and we figure it out. That's no, that TIG welding life, bro. I'm telling you, go back to your roots, get back on that flux core, and you'll bang that thing out in a half hour. <laughs> it's not It's not the welding. It's the cutting. It's like the... I know, but it's the mindset from TIG welding. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> cutting. cutting what? So, like, I have, like, a, the, the pivot joint that the, that the old shifter peg went through. It was in huh? this, like, big piece of galvanized metal so i had to cut this little thing out of it that took forever and then i had to cut some super thick plate to make a new bracket that i was going to weld it onto and before you knew it it, i was like 40 minutes into making this little fucking mount and i was like i could have bought this thing i could have bought this mount from lowbrow and been done with this 10 minutes 
That's that's that, that's a trade off. That's the balance. Some of the stuff you can't buy, so you have to make or you it's your way. You know, you don't have a choice, or you have to you have to resort to their option and settle. That's right. a lot of it. But you can get that they make, and for their price, it's not expensive, and it's going to be perfect every time. But now you got to order it, and it's not in your hand. That's and true. now you got to wait for it. So Jerry, listen, I've been telling him this for so. Now I'm not waiting until you make it. You know, so that's I've been crazy. saying this. I've been saying this to Greece for so long because I'm like one of those guys where I, if I don't have to like absolutely positively order it, I'm not going to because I need to like touch it and see it and like yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. It's a tab, yeah. bud. <laughs> I just can't, dude. Like if I can't see it and I can't have it right now, I would rather just like not have it or make it. <laughs> Well, there's like one thing, like if you order, like I order bunks, you know what I mean? You're not making, if you're not making your, so you order them from a company, you right, you know how long it takes, you know, do you get them? To, all right. That's one thing you have them on top, but you need something right now. You're like, I need two bucks. Well, I can order it and it'll be here in 10 days or it'll be here in four days. That's four days. That thing sits there. Yeah. It may take you 40 minutes to make the ship, but in 40 minutes after two beers, you're back on that fucking project. You know what I mean? And so it's a trade-off. You know what I mean? Sometimes Sometimes you're, you're, you're predetermined what you're going to be doing down the road. You can order some stupid shit that helps you. Great. But if it's a need thing and you can make it, fuck that. You know, I don't The only I don't, time I could justify it is like if I'm like in a build and I have to order like other parts, I'm like, okay, I'll just order those bungs or order those, yeah. those spacers. But then yeah. if I'm not ordering anything, I need wheel spaces, I'm just going to turn them on my lathe. Or if I need bungs, I'm going to turn them on my lathe. I mean, Grease doesn't have a lathe, obviously, and we're not even talking about bungs. But I'm just saying, like, if I don't have, like, a whole nother order to go with that one piece I need, I won't buy it. Yeah, yeah I got no, it. I hear you. And I just ordered from Lowbrow, too. So it's super fucking dumb that I didn't order a bunch of tabs. Like, I just, next time I ordered it from there, I really need to remember to do that because. But they- we order, especially the small shit. Uh, some some stuff I never use again. Some stuff I need again. If I need three things of a certain size, I order six. You know what I mean? I'm going to use them again for the small ticket items. Please, don't t- forget. I don't forget order- also. Uh, Dirty Builds makes that big fucking kit. That's true. I should really order that from them. Fat Fat Man got one, dude. And it's like there's like a good amount of shit in there. And they're right by you. That it's like two days. It'll be right in your hand right away, aren't they? Right up there by you. Yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah, it it would not take very long to get here. Um, yeah, you know, and yeah, you can just pick them up with the next dog you adopt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's so true though. It'll be some other dog you told me not to get. Yeah, seriously. That's that's the way that it works. <laughs> yeah, like, I just got this old fighting pit bull. They said it was calm now though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So he's so chilled out. He's like Mike Tyson now. He just kind of like relaxes yeah. and smokes weed. Uh, yeah, no, I was just curious about that because I felt like I was uh, spending a ton of time doing that. And I was actually so stoked to do the last bit of it tonight. And wouldn't you know it, the part that I built the whole system to operate around, I went to tack that on. It's fucking chromed aluminum. It's not steel. So it doesn't oh. work. No doesn't fucking work i went to go weld it it turned purple and it exploded and i was like what the fuck was that <laughs> whole time i built the whole thing to to function on this one piece and that piece what can't be piece? welded hey, fuck it now make make the piece yeah, yeah, now you have this a template is, <laughs> this is something i'm i'll probably either have yeah. to take to my machinist at work or like see if i could make it over at your place loctite but it's um it's basically it's the cable adjuster 
it's the part that uh, that you twist that takes the cable in and out. So uh. I could use a nut. Honestly, it wouldn't look as nice, but I could use like a, a stainless steel nut and just run the cable into the nut and call it a day. But then it looks a little chintzy. But we'll figure it out. It. Either way. So, yeah, I was just curious about that, like how, how you approached some of those projects. But the, some of the things that you've been working on lately, a lot of the twisted metal stuff, that is um, – that's some really high quality shit you've been putting out there, man. How did you how did you come up with the process to do all your twists? I fucking to be honest with you, like I, I'm not I'm like a Neanderthal when it comes to shit. I don't have a lot of stuff. I'll see something like so Indian Larry started the Indian Larry shop, they started twisting the down tubes again on some of the frames. You know what I mean? That was an old thing he did. And you know, there's a lot of companies out there. My buddy Rob, Roberts and Bobbers, you know, he makes a lot of stuff and you know, I was always like, this shit's cool. But in the 70s, it was like, to me, in my taste, it was overkill. Like, the whole thing was twisted out. Everything's twisted out. It was like, you know, too much. So I was just like, I, I wanted to get into it a little bit. So I just, you know, started fucking around with it. I watched what they did a couple times. I watched a couple videos. And I said, well, let's go out there, crack some beers, and start fucking with it. And, you know, at first, it was a little wonky. But, you know, the more, the more I fuck with it, the more I wouldn't say I learned. The more it taught me. I didn't learn. It taught me. Like it taught me what it could do and what it couldn't do. How to keep stuff straight. And it's, it's a it's a process. You know what I mean. So I'm lucky enough that I pick shit up really quick. So like in one night, I was doing like three foot sections. I was getting twisted pretty even. But that was after you know messing up a bunch of rods too as well. Um, I don't like Josh. I talked to Josh a long time when he got into it. Steel City Blacksmith, and you know he's he's his brain's on a whole nother level to me. Like he's his math. He talks to me sometimes. I'm like I'm I'm on Lego land, and he's in like an engineering land. Oh and man! I, when, we, <laughs> you know, when we were trying to design my sissy bar, he no. would like I was like, look, this is what I this is what I need. Yeah. And like what like I'm thinking, and then like he would hit me back, and like you're saying, it would be like all these like mathematical things and like, like, like almost like a blueprint. And I'm like, I literally don't know what any of that means. He's like, if the pressure per square inch on the stainless is at this amount, but if I heat it up past 1700, I'm like, Josh, stop, stop, stop. You're wasting your time. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, just heat yeah. the shit, heat it, beat it, twist it, beat it back. You know, in his head, it's a machine. He built the machine pretty much laid the twist metal, like brilliant. And now cuts it down. So I'm more hands-on with everything I do. Now, there are some things where I'll, I'll go out and I reach out to Dirty Builds, as a matter of fact, and I'll have them, you know, cut me some blanks on things, on knives, uh, you know, like uh, some things, some projects will require, like I did the oil head sissy bar and stuff. There's some things that I can't just do with the tools I have that are so precise that they'll give me a blank and I'll take it from there. So I have them cut, but I, I pretty much have my hands pretty on, on, on everything I do. It's got it's got to be, I got to do it, kind of, you know what I mean? Like, right. It, and but- and on the same level, though, like, even though, like, when Josh, like, hits me up and I'm like, same thing. I'm like, listen, I have no idea what you're talking about. But it's like, I wish that I could be on that level <laughs> and, like, understand because I I probably only have to do shit one time. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, and I'm from the, like, you guys laugh old school. I am old. I, I'm not old. I was born a long time ago. But, like, I don't really put math in, like, a lot of people are like, what's the rate care this? But I look at it. Does that look good? That looks straight, and we're gonna go with that. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I bring like old sketchy, like my. That's my what I love, though. Great. Like, you know I, I remember mean? seeing. I remember seeing the one video. It was you and one of your homies, and you're like, 
you had the settling torch out, you were heating a piece of round stock, and then you had like you're like bending it around a stovepipe, and I was we like, "This is the, fucking yeah, amazing." Welded <laughs> a wood burning stove to my table, right? Well, into metal. And then we took out of the top of that came a round flue that's out of thick cast iron. So we got one inch, you know, we got frame diameter, the outside diameter of Harley, but we got much thicker wall diameter because I, I eliminated the down tube and I wanted to create a drop seat, but I wanted to create an S drop seat, not just a little angled down drop seat. I created an S. So the only way to do that was with an acetylene torch, and we welded the pipe, the piping, you know, right around the flue, and just heated the shit out of that. And I mean, bent it, bent it. We tried to make one continuous S, but it, we just keep kinking because so much heat. We tried packing the sand after that. We had to make like two pieces, and you know, cut them in half and slug and plug them again, and go, do it three times down the frame to get it straight. But that's how we did it. It literally is high heat hammer when i made the seat we welded it to the end of the table i'm not gonna roll that metal through put a bar at the end of it heat it up start bashing it with a hammer over that bar and so it starts getting round you know that shit's pipe piping hot and that's because number one i was never taught anything <laughs> number two i don't have the other machines to do it with so i'm like i got heat i got muscle fuck it it's gonna take longer but that's how i do it so that's how that's how shit gets done here you know what i mean it takes a little while but Everything's like literally. I can't make the same thing twice. <laughs> I can't make the same thing twice exactly. You know, there's no nothing's going through a machine. Nothing. I don't use a pipe bender for shit. You know, I bend everything. So hey, you make it work, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. You make it. Yeah, you got to make it work. You know, fuck it. It's fun. You know, like Fred says, it's fun. You're making something. You're creating it. You know what I mean? You're fighting with it. So it's right. I like that. Rather than, you know, removing screws and cleaning something and wondering why it's not fucking working. That pisses me off. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where my knowledge is. I don't have that knowledge behind that. So, you know, add that to bad temper, not knowing it, and I I get mad quick. So that's why it's not working out. You know, somebody somebody here teaching me that, it'd be a little easier. You know what I mean? You're watching it being done. You show me how to do something once, pretty much I'm good after that. But Showing me like on a video and then me just going and doing it's another whole thing, you know what I mean? Sometimes, right. so it's a little different. I pick shit up really quick, but you know, I mean, somebody's got to show you. So yeah. I only know. What, I mean, how did you? I mean, I, I, I was twisting metal. I, I was into it. I wasn't into it, you know, young. I didn't grow up around motorcycles as a kid. I grew up in a city, so it wasn't until I was eighteen and could have a motorcycle until I had a motorcycle and could get out one. So. You know, I didn't have anybody teach me that shit. I wish I did. I could build your house. That don't do me no fucking good. <laughs> no. How did you come? How did you come to learn the uh, all the the metal twisting stuff? Just liked working with the fucking metal. Um, I had a buddy in the very beginning who came with my garage, and he was also a fabricator, but he knew more about motorcycles. And in the beginning, the deal was he would teach me, and I'd give him half the garage. And, didn't work out that way for a year. Basically, he used the garage and didn't teach me shit or whatever. However, it worked. But after that, you know, I was like, "You get." I had space agreement. I just went and bought everything that he had there, and I said, "Well, I'm going to teach myself how to do it. Just put time in and learned it." You know what I mean? I never welded a day in my life. You know, I bought yeah. a welder. I said, "Here we go. Let's do this. We're going to weld today." You know, you know. The thing that I love though is like when you because you do like pretty much the old school way of fucking any kind of like building shit. But it's like mm-hmm. the, the most impressive part is like you're literally just like heating and smashing. But then yeah. when you're done with the sissy bar, like that test that you do when you 
you just let it fall on the rug and it just lays flat on both sides. That's yeah. probably the most impressive fight. I'll hold them sideways and look at it. And if I could see the backside out of the front side, if I can't just see a straight thing, it's not done yet. You know what I mean? Like, and I also test those bars. There's a couple of sissy bars like hanging on my wall in the house because in the beginning, I don't just test them by letting them drop. I'll take the sissy bar when it's raw, not somebody's project, but and I throw it against the wall a couple times to make sure it's not going to bend, break, or do something because it's going on a fucking motorcycle. You know what I mean? Right, so right. Them through some stress test that some designs and ideas of insert didn't didn't pass, <laughs> and I went okay, and I learned from that. Well, I got to change this. So, you know, you can't go too high on certain things, or you know, like with the chain link, it's it looks great, but it's not really a good source of structural integrity. You know what I mean? So right. You got to work around certain things, but you only learn that by, you know, I, I test all my own products. I, you know, I'm the monkey in the Samsonite commercial. I throw everything against the wall a couple of times. Make sure yeah, you, you got to do what you got to do to make sure it's strong. So the other thing we got to talk about, too, is this shovel. We didn't touch on the shovel yet, did we? No, not really. Let's get into the shovel. You seem very not excited to talk about it, Jerry. <laughs> I'm, I'm mad because, you know, it's, I haven't been working on it, you know. So it's, it's discouraging when you have your own shit there. Sometimes, you know, you don't get a chance to work on it. I made a, a deal that with myself that one day a week this year, I was going to start working one day a week in the garage on my own shit. And then more orders start flowing in. And I was like, all right, what, you know, it's like double-edged sword. Do I say no? All right, let me push the bike off a little. You know, it's a feast or famine with orders. It can't last forever. You know, I'll be busy for a little bit. Then I'll die for a little bit. So, you know, the, the plan was to get on it already, but the plan just kind of got kicked in the dick. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, feel, I feel the same way about my shovel. Every time you know, I talk and, about it, I get depressed. And you can't make everything. You got to buy something. It does take money. So, you know, right now I'm not really rolling in uh, dollar bills. It's not raining money around my house right now. But hopefully it will be soon again. So that'll help you get back on the project, too. So it doesn't need a lot. You know, it's not a full build. I just broke down a bike that. Yeah, you know, and I'm changing and modifying a ton of shit on it because because you have to. that's about it really. I, w- I wasn't going overboard with it. I got another build that I want to get really back on the main one, but you know, again, I'm only going to change the front end. Means all right, now let's top the back end off and let's take all this off and that's got to go and you know try to stop it. One thing. Yeah. So what are the plans for it? Like what it, what is the uh, you said you're you're just looking to change the front end. I was I was I'm was going I'm gonna make a bobber. I got a long chopper. I was gonna make a bobber. I'm gonna I was gonna keep it swing arm. I'm just gonna drop the whole thing in the rear end. I, I really cut like the struts off. I stopped it right at the seat. I lowered the back end a lot. I was uh, I want to put a, a springer on the front end. I want to shorten it a little bit, snug it to the ground, make like a bobber style, maybe something high and tight up front with the bars. I got the the tins already painted. Some things I'm gonna. Redo uh, the, the swing arm, maybe like weld a fender in there. That's like three things I've already changed on it. But I'm going to go with probably like a welded fender in the swing arm so I can keep it tight to the tire, which is the sissy bars, uh, you know, coming up as the harness for it, not really a back seat, just a pad or something on it. I think I'm going to go that route now, finally. Um, yeah. I don't know. And again, I, toss up again with me with the tire up front. I don't know because I, I don't like the same thing on a lot of things. I like different bikes. I, I might. I don't know what I'm going to do up front yet. I have to do it and look at it before I know if I like it. Because in my head, it's like, oh, that I may be. Let me see. And again, I, I also a home shopping club, like touched on early. I'll see what everybody, my friends, got first before I go out there and order everything. Now, I don't. I, I wish I had that luxury of ordering everything I wanted for the bike or being able. You know what I mean? So I see what everybody got. And I, I put things together what I can, and then so 
It's it's the the final thing is going to be a bobber. I want to go with like maybe an open primary. I'm definitely going to change it to a foot clutch, uh, hand shift. Uh, I may go open primary. I may not. I don't know. Again, it's all going to come down to that stuff. Like when I get to it, get to the end of it. Well, yep. we're going to finish the back end and put the front end on it first. Put the back end on how I like it. You know, put the fender that I like on. Then put the front end on to get the shape of the bike and the stance right. Then look at this where the seat is, and once that's right. Then I'll go from there. I was having a problem with it. It's a 76. I was having a problem with the pipes that were on it. It was getting in the way of the kick. So I got them off. I already got some, like, different pipes that are out of the way. I just got some dumps. So, again, I'm going to make it a tight, small, stocky bobber, kind of. You know what I mean? It's along that line, probably, the end product. Um, how, how exactly is it going to look? I have no idea. I'm halfway. So it, it changes. I know, I know the idea I want to go. Like I said, the tins are painted, so I know what I'm doing pretty much with that stuff. There'll be a lot of modified custom shit on it, but, you know, I'm going to keep it as a solid piece pretty much. I'm not really ripping the whole thing apart because I want to get back on the 78 iron head I got on the table. So that's, that's, that's the ongoing project. has been here for a couple of years. I started that when I, I got the garage and then it's just stopped. I got into everything else because I want to get back to that. That's everything on that's being made by hand. So where is that one at? That's in the garage on the table. That one's on, on, on the table. The shovel's on the floor on the jack stand. But uh, No, I mean, like, it, as, as far as the build is concerned, like, where, what stage are you at? On 60%, the, uh, 60% of it, 60 to 60%. I got to figure out figure out the back braking system, how I'm going to hook it up, because I rerouted everything. And I cut a lot of shit off. I'm keeping a drum brake, so I'm going to make that work. I have to figure out the, the shifter that I'm doing, because I'm using a 40 nine gmc hand shifter that was an emergency break i may have to take the, the even work? do you even uh, have to huh? do you even have to hook up the drum brake if you already know it's not going to stop the bike well yeah something's got to be there you got to at least hear it skid a little yeah it'll stop it <laughs> you know plus it looks good you gotta have that back there the old drum brake looks good on that so That's, uh, they do, i will say they look phenomenal <laughs> i could never get my fucking drum brakes to actually do a goddamn thing maybe i just didn't have them hooked up right uh, I got to run the electric, although it's run, it's run long. My buddies came by and ran it for me. So I just got spaghetti there. I got to tighten up at the end. Uh, it's got some things I got to figure out, like the oil bag. I still got to run lines. I got to do plumbing. I got to do shit like that. Yeah. And final, um, final design shit. Like I got to run an internal throttle. I got to, I got to shave the front fork. You know, it's, it's a million things. A lot of the hand stuff is done. A lot of the fabrication is done. Now it's a lot of figuring shit out to make it work. You know what I mean? Kind of. Yeah. And still keep it how i want it but so it's, it's not far but I, i'm eager to get back on that because there's things on it i want to change from looking at it and uh like i said you know if you ever get your ass here and look at it you'll see what i mean i don't let too many pictures of it out every now and then i let a couple pictures out but uh well i'm gonna see uh, it in september i think I'll, i'm sure we'll, we'll swing by your actual house when we come down for uh seaside or cheap drills whatever we're calling this one yeah whatever to Jersey Mayhem, we'll call is it, it. Is it Cheap Thrills or is, or is Seaside, is it ca- still called Seaside Bike Fest? Yes. It's both. Right? <laughs> it's both. It's well, Cheap yeah, Thrills and Seaside Bike Fest, but it's Cheap Thrills at Seaside Bike Fest. So Seaside Bike Fest is having Cheap Thrills, and so it's Cheap Thrills. Is, if you can make any sense. Oh, <laughs> this is so confusing. Yeah. Listen, Dusty's yeah. going to be coming on with his partner probably like in the next week or so. I got to just reach out to him and figure it out but he's gonna come on and explain the whole fucking shebang for us oh you're gonna have them on good yeah yeah just last night yeah so but uh, you know it's set in stone now now there's, it's set in stone it's a go from here it's not limbo now so you know yeah. and i got a couple other shows for the episode 
Back up. Dog's trying to lick the phone. Back up. Pain in my ass. <laughs> we're losing. We're losing Jerry. All right, I'm back. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Sorry, I had a problem with the dog licking the phone. You must have liked your voice or some shit. That's it. <laughs> you know, the dogs love me. Yeah, I wouldn't go bragging about that. But that's now I just got to get uh, my dog to love Lockte, and then we'll be in business. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's all right. Now his dog is a fucking psycho. I know. I've seen that dog a couple times already. <laughs> dogs like, like on fucking, I don't know, crystal meth. <laughs> oh yeah, but oh, that's the but not even they like. Yeah, that he, dog in his eye or some shit. That dog cannot sit still for like half a second. I saw it. This yeah. is well, that's, no, so that's Bandit. Bandit's the shepherd. He's nice to me. Oh, he barks in my face like he he barks at me like he wants to fuck me up. But then he's like, "Oh, pet me, my homie. What's up, man?" <laughs> oh yeah, ba- I only know Bandit. Oh, it's the other that, one. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's his literally the smaller dog. Like literally wants to fucking chew my balls off my body and then like slowly dismember me. Well, let's give it one swift kick in the ass one time with Greasers and look at that. You're like, what happened? Oh, he tripped. You'll be all right. I'll end that. Or begin it. Yeah, one or the other. <laughs> or it's on. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it'll come to a it'll come to a conclusion either way. But uh, either way. So yeah, I, I'm excited to get a look at this this Ironhead though, man. Yeah, it's uh like a lot of it. Uh, it came. It, it had a regular frame. I chopped off. Chopped the swing arm off, and I bought a bolt-on hardtail, and I bolted the, it on, and I hated the way it looked. So I just kept the bottom one, the bolt in, and I, I welded around that, and then I I cut the back bird's mouth where the axle is, and I dropped the upper part down, like, I don't know, six good inches, and made it ridiculously low, and then just worked from there with wire, and said, I'm going to make this go into the backbone under the tank on an S swoop, and, and that's... So the bike uh, sitting off the ground, my ass is like 17 inches off the ground. Bottom of my ass. Seven, the seat, seat sits 17 inches off the ground when that bike sits low. Wow. That's where my ass Yeah, I'm, I'm literally in the bike without a down seat there. So I'm in the bike. That's why that whole thing's like almost solid through that. So Because if it, if, it, if it crushes, you're not getting the bike you know, off of me or me out of it. So it has Have you seen this bike, by the way? Huh? When? Yeah, it was that fucking cheap throws. No, this bike thought, wasn't there. I thought you had the the long bike at cheap throws last last winter. Oh, no, we're talking about the Ironhead. Yeah, we're talking about the seventy eight on the table right now. Oh, the, I thought we were, I thought we were talking about the long bike. No, no, the long bike. Yeah, no, no. That <laughs> was at cheap throws, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that, correct. Yeah, friend, that was at cheap throws. Yes. <laughs> that one that when I owned the turbo shovel for a year and a half, that was at the last cheap throws, and you had the. Your bike at cheap throws. I had the shot the that that shovel on cheap throws. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. All right, so, yeah. I don't like nothing. You know, like you can't kind of put the same bike in this show multiple times unless you start changing shit. You know what I mean? So right. you can't just be like, oh, I'm gonna put the bike in again. Or you know, you, you got to either change it or do something else. I think anyway. The good thing is, I I built a stepchild. And I only brought up the cheap thrills and a chopper head show, and then the world just ended. So now I have yeah. two bikes that I can bring to any show. And they, and they, <laughs> they, they haven't been seen yet, you know what I mean? So right. to do the tour, fuck it, you know what I mean? And not for nothing else, but to let people see the fucking shit and get it out there. You know? I just need I need to fucking fab up a trailer hitch for my Camaro. Can be done. <laughs> no problem, you know that. 
Yeah, that's crazy. That thing looks badass. Yeah, that thing uh, went from just throwing a motor in it to very aggressive. <laughs> it's like it's fucking retarded. I don't need. I'm I'm glad my wife doesn't listen to the show, but. So my plan when I bought that thing was, I was like, all right, cool. Uh, this, it was a roller when I bought it, and which I'm fine with because I, I started working on cars, you know what I mean? So that wasn't like a big deal to me. Uh, my wife thought I was fucking batshit crazy because she's like, why would you buy a car with no motor? <laughs> she doesn't understand. It's like a day's worth of work to have a motor, you know what I mean? But So that was the plan. And then, um, so I previously went and looked at another second-gen Camaro, that was, it's like a 600 horsepower Camaro. And I passed it up. because It's just not streetable. It's like roll cage and fucking all this bullshit. And uh, my buddy bought it. Like the guy that I wrench with. And I was like, motherfucker, dude, I'm not throwing a stock LS motor in my Camaro when you have a 600 horsepower Camaro. Oh. And I went down the fucking hole and just spent 2,500 fucking dollars and bought the biggest can that I could stuff in it. <laughs> valve springs, bigger injectors, fucking bigger intake. <laughs> so, like, as it is right now, after tune, I'm probably going to be, like, right around 500 horsepower to the wheels. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, this is why I can... Uh, my, I cannot believe my wife even still loves me. Well, yeah. <laughs> you could be doing worse things, you know? You could, you could have worse habits. You know? fucking yeah, this around. is true. Oh. You look at it that way, you know. Could be worse. Yeah. But yeah, that thing looks badass. I can't wait to see that fucking thing. Kind of bugged and but whatever, you know. Yeah, so listen, here's the deal with the van. So I know people have hit me up like, yo, what the fuck? Blah blah blah. Here's the deal with the van. It's like I love that van because it's a G ten shorty and that's what I've wanted. But the whole thing with the mural, like I thought I was just gonna be like when I went and bought it, I'm like, no big deal. I'll fucking paint over this bitch. No. Nah. But then it like came down to it, and like I really like started like working on the van, and I like, got it running. The thing runs amazing, um, but got it running good. And I was like, man, it would be, it would just be fucked up if I painted that thing. And for what I need in a van, like I wanted the van so I could like, hey, have you seen a chopperhead van? Yes. Yeah. So it's like just like it's like a fucking billboard. That's what I want a van for. So I can just put all my like my pinstripe and my vinyl work. Gotcha. Fucking everything that I gotcha. do on the van. So when I roll up to a show, people are like, oh shit. Yeah. I and gotcha. I just can't do that with the Star Wars van. So I was like, let me see if I can find something that like, and this was like part of the thing is when people came to look at it, I'm like, what's your plan? And three people came to look at it. One dude, I was like, man, cause he just, it's the same thing. He wanted to paint the whole thing black. Um, the oh, dude I, I had to sell it to. One second. I'm, I had to right. buy a few in and, a second because it was Star Wars. Yeah. And so the dude that ended up buying it was like, Dude, I tried to buy this van when it first went up for sale, and I just didn't have the money at the time. And I fucking love Star Wars. I remember seeing this van at um, World of Wheels in Boston when I was a kid. And I'm like, fuck. So he was like all pumped to buy it. I ended up giving him a pretty good deal. And um, so he's got He's going to do a full resto on the van. So I'm, I'm just pumped that somebody that got yeah. it is like keeping it to what it is. Yeah, I appreciate it. That's where Right. Be. That's where the van belongs there. You know what I mean? It's a novelty right. to you. It's cool, but then fuck it. That's where it yep. belongs. You get something. They, it's your right. dick hard now. You know? Oh fuck my it. God, man. Let's talk uh, about that. Let's talk about the van community. Man, I had like <laughs> hate mail coming to me. People are like, you're a piece of shit. 
blah, blah, blah. You bought that van and you're just flipping it. I'm like, listen, motherfucker. It, 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 I'm like, it's first of all, it's I'm a like, cult. Yeah, I'm like, first of all, you need to know this. If I ever see you in public, I'm going to fuck your day up, you motherfucker. I'm like, and no. second of all, <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to do this van justice, you piece of shit. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, no, it's whatever. I, I definitely, I'm definitely gonna be looking for a G10 once I'm done with the um, with the Camaro. But right yeah, now, I just needed, and I was telling Fat Man the other day, I needed something to like pull me out of the slump that I've been in because, like, I I literally built the stepchild, rode that for nothing. like what I July, August, September, two months, and then started the shovelhead build. So I've literally been like in a build for the past three years. No, I get so it's you know what I mean? Overcoming. And I'm like frustrated. I like yeah. got to a point where I was like, I didn't even go in my shop for like fucking two months. And yeah. like this Camaro's been like a like a breath of fresh air, like got me excited about wrenching again, like got my fucking mind working the way it's supposed to be working. And uh so I'm glad now I'm pumped. Like I've been fucking working on a shovel head, I got the motor all back together on that. So I just needed like a change of pace, you know what I mean? To like re spark uh-huh. that fucking that imagination. A different flavor, a little bit, yeah. Right, right. That's cool. Good. You need that shit sometimes. I know. I know. Well, good for you then. You get that thing. How long before you think you're gonna have that thing fucking rolling? Um, I'm just waiting on parts right now, and then once all the parts are here, it'll take me probably a day, and then a couple of days in tuning, and that's it. Oh, good shit. Yeah. So, just waiting on shit now. Is the process yeah. of tuning that a lot different than uh, the bike, or is it all pretty much? Same deal. Um, so it's a little bit more in depth. It's like um, I changed a lot of shit, um, and I'm doing like so. Like the motor's not like even close to stock anymore. You know what I mean? So it's like it's got a high pressure fuel pump now, bigger injectors, the bigger cam. So like the intake and the exhaust is different now. So like you have to like get all that shit synced and like have the fuel matching to the parts that I just put. So thankfully, I'm not the one tuning it. My buddy that like specializes in LS swaps. He's tuning it for me. <laughs> so it's, it's nothing for him. He'll have it done in a day. Oh, yeah. Good. It's just so many more parts. So much. I so- honestly, it's, it's weird, dude. Cause like, I don't know. It's, I'm more comfortable. And that's obviously, I guess it's not that weird. Cause I grew up wrenching on cars, but I'm more comfortable. Like on the inside of a motor for a car, I don't second guess anything. I'm just good to go. I know how it goes, and I don't. I don't hesitate at all. In a bike motor, I'm. I'm pretty. I'm fairly confident now. Fat Man has taught me a lot of like the internals of motorcycles because that was never my thing. Like even when I was building the stepchild, you know, Greece, I just left that motor completely bone stock. Um, yeah, much to your dad. I had no interest in like going inside the motor. I just wanted. I love fab work, and. Um, Fat Man has taught me a lot. He's made me pretty goddamn comfortable um, with the shovel. Like that was really, it wasn't that bad. I, and I actually had, like enjoyed doing it. So I guess I'm like getting better at that. But with a car, it's like I don't even second guess it. I'll just tear it down the fucking a block in in an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you got the both of you guys with the with the motor stuff has me wanting to get into more of these motors. I've been buying all these nice tools, and I'm realizing the only time I ever use tools is never. <laughs> I pretty much <laughs> weld all day, and I'm over here buying all these snap-on tools so that when I don't need to use them, <laughs> I have the best. 
<laughs> but, well, you got to you got to prepare for war before you enter war. Realize that's exactly right. That's what I'm gonna yeah. start telling people. Then that's a good one, Jerry. I like that. Into a war without knowing, prepare for the war. You need the tools before you do any work. So. Yeah, that way, you know, if you, if I'm out, you know, and somebody breaks down in my work parking lot, I could have all these tools on me, and then when they need millimeter, I'll just be like, "Sorry, but I only have standard because uh, <laughs> American man, so I can't help you." Uh, uh, and I go back to welding. But the uh, only thing is, like, so Fat Man, he's also he also came up like in the car game, like I did, and he's he's like an old like muscle head dude too. He had like a built Camaro and shit when he was younger. And uh, so it's super rad because this is the first time me and him like collabed on um, like a, a car engine. So we just we just took in a job like fully rebuilding a dude's 454 for a Monte Carlo. And uh, we're doing a full build up with a cam, everything. So it's fucking rad. That's good shit. Okay. That is that's big shit. That's lots of. It's a lot. It's fun. Do. And like. And we were, like, talking about it, and he's like, I forget what the fuck the conversation was, but he's like, yeah, I've done, like, a thousand of these. And, oh, I think his girl, Emma, was like, you've done a thousand? And he's like, how many have you done, Freddie? I'm like, this will be my fourth one in the past two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've been, like, I've been pretty deep into the card game for the past, like, month or so, so it's been fun. But, all right, anyways, enough about me. Let's get back into fucking Jerry here. Jerry, what is, like... Well, First of all, this is the first time we've been on the show, correct? Yeah. We haven't done this yet, right? I was just saying that to Fox before we started. I that like I can't I almost can't believe we've never had Jerry on the show before. Jerry's too fucking busy. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's a busy motherfucker. But listen, I want to make sure we get everything in. Let's get into I want people to understand where the name A twelve comes from. So I think a lot of people don't know. Oh, I get that all the time. Is it your birthday? Is it my area code? Is it this? Is it, is it numerology? What does it stand for? You know, so, you know, I tell some people, you know, it's what do you want it to be? That's what it is. Shut the fuck up. But, uh, <laughs> Such a people person. <laughs> Always. Uh, uh, oh, a long time ago, I, I lived in a town and I, I had a roommate. And it, we lived at, it was an address, it was 812 was the name of the street. And what 812 was, it was like a, a state of mind back there. Like we didn't think like anybody else. So, you know, basically I it was like a, a thing in the back of my head. So then I, I came here at long branch and bought the house, whatever. So I wanted to get into this. And what happened was, is I, I don't have the luxury. Like I said, nobody's teaching me anything. I don't, my parents are on the garage. I don't, it's like, I got to work. So every fucking morning I wake up, you know, five 30, I go to fucking work. I wear, you know, I'm a roof. I bust my ass all fucking day. I get home at six o'clock at night. Feed the fucking dogs, you know, shove something down my face, you know, make sure everything's all right. By around 7.30, I'm done. Um, I go out to my. From 8 p.m. till 12 p.m. every night during the week, Monday through Friday, I'm in my garage working. So from it's like a 7-Eleven. When they got their name in the beginning, they were open from 7 in the morning till 11 at night. It basically from eight eight to twelve, you can find me doing what I love, rather than you know, you know, being a slave to the fucking society so they can make money and I could live like a fucking gerbil. So that's eight twelve. Um, basically, for, you know, it's the time frame when I can do what, what I do. So eight twelve is where you find me in my garage, from eight p.m. to twelve a.m. I'm in there busting my ass making shit. So that's what eight twelve stands for. And yeah, you know, a lot of people hear that and they're like, "Well, why didn't why didn't you just name it this and that?" And I'm like. 
that's when I look at them and go, oh, I'm sorry, you're right. I should have done that, you know, and try to end the conversation. <laughs> yeah. You're right. So 812 <laughs> is the hours I get to work on what I love doing. You know, I work all day. I give the house an hour, hour and a half sometimes at that. And then I go out to the shop every night. You know what I mean? And weekends, depending. Usually I'm in there either all weekend or I'm burnt out and there's either a show or summertime. I'm at an event or something. I'm not in there at all. You know what I mean? That's hit or miss. But uh, that's where the name comes from. 812. From 8 to 12, you can find me in my garage pretty much. Motorcycles roll up here. There's lights going back down my property. There's, you know, lit. You'll see my garage is lit back there. It's big. There's music. And so that's where you can find me. You know, people come and hang out. You know, it's great. It's got a big, you know, fridge in there. There's, you know, always beer. Just a couple fires going. So there's always a couple people here, you know, on the weekends, popping through if I'm around. During the nights, hit or miss. I never know if somebody's coming or not. You know, I get a welding helmet down or grinding. All of a sudden, I hear somebody like say something. It's like, oh, you motherfucker. I'm going to do a fucking grinder at you. Like, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't have the best. Uh, I'm down to one dog. He's not the best watchdog. So he just lets people roll right up on me. He's, he needs to learn something. But so that's, <laughs> you know, that's, that's when, when, when I'm there. So that's awesome. what I mean. You know, I actually never knew that. I didn't know what, where the name came from either. So that's pretty that's cool. Yeah. I've I used mean, a bunch of answers because, you know, at some point it gets just explained it to any, and I don't want to talk to half the people. So I'll just roll something crazy off my head and let's see what they say. You know what I mean? Oh Listen, I different. get the same shit <laughs> constantly. They're like, oh, is Loctite Chop Shop and Unicorn Ranch the same thing? Like, what's the deal with that? Isn't Loctite Chop Shop at Unicorn Ranch? Is this two different businesses? I'm like, listen, bitch, you asked me too many questions. I sat at a bar <laughs> as Loctite, right next, right near the bar that they didn't let me in that night when you were with me. I sat at a bar one time and I was wearing one of my own sweatshirts, and the guy's like, eight twelve, huh? I'm like, yeah, that that, that guy, because I didn't want to talk to him. And he goes, that guy. He goes, I know that guy. And he, I look at him, I go, you know that guy? He's like, yeah, it's my buddy. And I'm like, oh yeah, and he went on for about a half hour to, to tell me about me. Because he was pretending to die from 812. And I'm with my buddy, and he's going, dude, tell him, like, just shut up. This is the best entertainment I'm going to have in fucking, like, two weeks. Bullshit. And he saw all this fucking shit. I'm just, all right, yeah. I'm like, all right, dude, take it easy. He walked out. I was like, my friend's just dying. I'm like, these fucking retards are everywhere, man. They are everywhere. So it's fucking funny. I get it all the time. So I get it. You know, just tell people what they want. They don't want my opinion. They want their opinion out of my mouth. (laughs) Right. Shut that the fuck up. Very true. Like, for a lot of people, man. <laughs> you know, so they just ask you something so they wait for you to stop talking so they can talk to you. But so that's eight twelve. Brilliant mastermind idea behind that. <laughs> man. So speaking of brilliant ideas, let's talk about this sissy bar thing you got going on. All right. What right. I'm saying about how he knows how to just like Swing right into the next subject. <laughs> you have a script that I don't know about. That's fucking yeah, man. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't tell Loctite anymore because he told me I can't. I can't keep writing these scripts. We don't. The show's not supposed to be scripted. <laughs> <laughs> They're just cheat sheets. They're not scripts. <laughs> That's right. It's a little thing. It's a little notepad I keep that he that he jokes about every time. <laughs> yeah, that's funny shit. Um. Yeah, this is the first it's going to be talked about. No one's really heard about this yet at all. Um, I'm putting together a a collaboration of artists that are going to all do their interpretation of whatever art they like on a palette that I'm going to be creating for them and sending them. And it's going to be, you know, 
I'm going to give them a little time to work on it. You know, I'm going to send me their, their artwork back, what they do, and it's going to be displayed. Um, I, I got the idea. I've seen a million art things, you know, whether it's a regular art show, I'm very much into regular art, uh, whether it's art around motorcycle art, whether it's photography, whether it's the helmet exhibits that I've seen, skateboard painting things. Uh, I've seen it all, the tank art things. But what I've seen is that kind of limits the art you're looking at. Usually it's going to have to be one or two or maybe three different forms of art. It's either a painting on there, an airbrushing, or, you know, something with a brush or a paint applied or a picture applied. So, because it kind of limits what you're working with. So I was like, yeah, how do you incorporate, like, all the artists? I know people, you know, so many people in the industry that do so many kinds of different you know, craftsmanship, but to me, that's art. You know what I mean? Whether they work with metal, whether they work with leather, whether they work with epoxy, you know, we're all creating art. And at some point, all that art's incorporated into motorcycles. So, you know, I kept going to these things and saying, I'm like, this is a great idea. You know, it's just, how, how do I do this? How do I do this? And I'm just like, I, I couldn't figure it out. I'm, you know, I came down to what do I do? I'm like, oh, I can make sissy bars. I was like, but that doesn't, that doesn't do shit. And the idea I got from that was Cheap Thrills had a sissy bar show that Dusty asked me to make a sissy bar for, and I did. But that was, they asked like 15 people and they all came up with their own interpretation of a sissy bar, you know, as a form of art. So they had to make the bar. So again, it limits it to people who can work with metal. So what I came up with, my idea is I'm going to create a bunch of sissy bars. They're all going to be exactly the same. They're going to have a shape of like a diamond at the top. They kick out. They're going to look like a swing arm sissy bar. It'll come out. It'll peg down. It would look like it would go in your harness, only a little bigger, which will allow it to be hung on a wall. You know, you put a nail or a hook in there, you hang that sissy bar on the wall and it will hang there. What I'm going to do is along the back of it, I'm going to also weld a piece of uh, metal, you know, that will cover almost from two inches down from the top to two inches up from the bottom, creating a pallet that art can be created on because I know so many artists. So I reached out to a bunch of artists uh, uh, on all different levels. I have pinstripers. I have airbrush artists. I have uh, uh painters that paint that just do regular art i have tattoo artists i have leather workers i have forgers and blacksmiths i have i can't even get into i have people who work with resin art and epoxy uh so i i'm taking they're all going to get the same palette but they're going to have very little parameters on what they you know what will stop them from anything it has to be at the end you have to have a flat back because it has to be hung on a wall and being that it's hung on a wall you're not we're going to be limited to its one dimension you can you want to weld something to it and come off of it that's fine you want to change its shape as long as it will hang on a wall when it's done and it won't fall off the wall and you don't you know basically don't make it too top heavy it's going to be fine so you can paint it you can weld to it you can remove it i have um 30 artists maybe 31 i may bring in a guest artist from like six different mediums that they work with. Uh, Lockhead will tell you one. He's one of the pinstripers that are going to be one of the artists that I reached out to. He'll be, you know, and again, not saying that he will pinstripe. He's an artist that his art that I saw with pinstriping. I asked him if he wanted to be a part of it. He's going to get free reign to do whatever he wants with this. He may glue a fucking doorknob to it and send it back to me. That's his art. That's his art. So um, they're really going to be their expression on what they want to do. So I'm bringing together a bunch of different artists in their craft of what they do that we all incorporate and giving them a chance to work on a palette and create something, whatever they want that can be displayed together with other forms of art at a motorcycle event, you know, motorcycle related art. So you can see the different artists and what they can create when it's not just a working piece. They're going to 
bail out, even though they're always making something for a seat or something for a sissy bar. So now they can just make a piece of art, you know, that allows them to maybe dip into their creative stuff that they haven't had a chance to do and say, I want to try this thing and what it's going to look like. Cause it's only going to be used as art. So once I got that, they'll all get the sissy bars in a couple of weeks, then they'll have a good two months to work on their art. And then I'm asking for them to send them back to me. Um, I will have these sissy bars displayed at a couple shows this year. Uh, the first show it's going to be, you know, debuted at i went back and forth what i was going to do and a lot of things haven't committed yet and i wanted to give the artists a lot of time but there's a the lords of mayhem are, pre, are presenting the gathering of the tribes that's the show that's in june it's 26th it's in pennsylvania that's been going on for almost like uh 20 years now it's like the last 12 or so with the name change but uh that's uh the 26th of june that's where these are going to be premiered for the first time. So they're going to all be displayed. All the artists have their sissy bars displayed there. Um, and then from there, I know of one other show that's definitely committed to have the display at it right now. And I'm waiting to hear back from two other chopper shows on the East that I can get to, you know what I mean? It's going to kind of be in my, my distance of being able to make it there to get these there, but I'm waiting to hear back from them. They're waiting to hear back on commitments to date. So I'm hoping to have it travel throughout the rest of the year to a couple of events so it can be displayed. So, People have a chance to look at all these artists, you know, what they do and what they brought together and what they wanted to do and have a chance to look at these, you know, what they come up with as a display. And then hopefully on the, when it's all over, you know, hopefully I'll get some traction with some help, you know, networking and, you know, maybe some publicity from, you know, maybe uh, Chop Cult, I'm sure, would, will help out. They're always 100% behind everything. Uh, you know, Gnarly Magazine, Johnny over there is great, you know, to help spreading the word with it maybe getting it heard of. What I hope to do at the end of the year is then like maybe over like a couple month period after they've been seen and, you know, you see each bar, you learn about the artists who did it. There's some, you know, there's everybody from people you've never heard of to like, I have uh, Chris Galley from Devil Chicken Art, who's going to be doing one. Paul Cox will be working on one. I mean, I'll release all the names. I don't want to get into that. It gets too detailed. I'm going to release all the names probably this week of all the artists that are involved. And it's widespread. One of them's even in Canada, out of the country. Uh, some very impressive artists. So I'll, I'll put all their Instagram sites up so you can see the art they do and the mediums they work in. And you'll see how widespread and how diversified it's going to be of what you're going to see at people create. You know what I mean? Um, and we see it on one plane that will be on a sissy bar that again, at the end of the year, if they're raffled off each, each sissy bar, uh, say devil chickens or say Paul Cox industries, the sissy bars up for raffle that week. I'm going to make it not the highest bidder. You up buy five or $10 raffle tickets. I haven't worked the details out yet. And it's going to be a random draw. Somebody's going to win that, that, that sissy bar made by that artist. You know what I mean? That's going to be sent to them and they get to keep that. Um, you know, so hopefully that me and the artist will split the money because I create the bar. He gets that. And then we're also going to, I'm going to make, pick a cause and we're going to donate a portion of all the money to a charity as well. Uh, basically we want, you know, somebody to get blessed with something. We want art to get out there. I want people to see different variations of art, not just one thing. You're so pigeonholed when you see things because you're limited on what the palette is. So. Hopefully, you know, this is, this brings that together and if get some traction, maybe next year or the year after that, you know, we have different artists that will do it, you know, and maybe a wider spread platform of where it can go to as well. You know what I mean? If somebody else, you know, likes this idea and I could send them to them in an off season and they could do it in a different part of the region and tour it, you know, I'd love to get things seen like that. It just makes it big more eyes on it. You know what I mean? So that's the whole on this and. Right now, like I said, I have 30 plus artists that are committed. Not all artists, you know, some of them are builders, some of them are photographers, uh, 30 people who work in an art, which I consider, you know, and to be an artist are going to get these sissy bars. 
and they're going to send them back to me with, you know, their interpretation or their creation of what they want to do with it. So I, I have no idea what's coming back. I'm just as excited as everyone else. It's kind of hard to be the ring bearer. This, like I did this uh, t-shirt thing last year and this year, I see like 50 t-shirts go to somebody. I don't get a t-shirt, you know, so it's, it's cool to see it all happen, but then, you know, you're kind of like, it's good to, to spread the wealth. You know what I mean? That's what it's about. It's like, it's going to go out to the community again. It's not just going to be art and it's going to be kept somewhere. People are going to be able to win this and own it. You know what I mean? And, I think it's so a it's, super cool way of spreading this to so many people. Like you said, putting all these people on. Also, you did a great job summarizing the whole way it works. I feel like we should hire you to do our ad reads from now on and just yeah. get down in an easy to understand way. I love it though. I, all these people, I, I know it's, it's not all finalized yet, but when it is, let us know how we can help and how we can continue to push it out there for people too. I know you're, you're getting just, yeah. it. Fred uh, Loctite will be doing, he's getting one of them. So uh, I'm excited to see what he comes up with, you know, just as uh, I'll be with everybody else's. I'm not, I don't want to see one thing until they're done. And I'm not asking, I'm going to tell everybody a little basic of, of what they can and can't do. But again, I'm giving everybody full reign to do whatever they want with. So Jerry, what are some of your favorite projects to work on in the shop? Uh, that's tough. I like, I like working on everything. I like new shit, but I like, I like just when it's not something I have to do. Um, if it's not a project that comes in, you know what I mean? If I could just sit there, it's rare, but you know, sit there and just be like, I'll see something sometimes and just want to make it. Like that's how I, I did one of the sissy bars of spider. I saw a sculpture out of metal and I was like, I want to do that. And they're like, well, I was made, you know, that's, that was like, made with all these dyes. I'm like, I can do that out with a grinder. And I was, the first time I was sitting was like, dude, they, that can't be made with like a grinder. And I just looked at them. I went, okay. And I went out and bought a chunk of metal and bought a bunch of blades. And I was like, I'm going to make that. So I like just creating anything. Like I'll see something that sparks something I like. And I'm like, I want to make something like that. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to see if I can make it. So my the best things I like working on is something I never did before. Like I make, I like making things, but I want to see if I can make it. You know what I mean? I like, Anything. It could be something stupid, like a some kind of bracket that would hold something I never made on a bike. I'd be like, I want to make that because I never made it. That'd be more important to me than making something artistic. You know what I mean? Because I haven't. I like doing stuff I haven't done, or something. You know, it, that could be, and that could be anything. Uh, anything, but metal, metal related. I'm getting kind of burnt on the sissy bars, to be honest with you. I'm just doing so many. I mean, it got to the point where I used to post them all. I, if I post one out of 10 now, it's something because it's just, it's getting that way with me. You know what I mean? I'm just doing, it's becoming like a cookie cutter thing. I'm doing, just pumping them out. So that's probably the thing I like working on the least. I'd say that right now. Anything else you want to give me a project, I'll jump on. You know, I want to do it. Yeah. Just but, make any, anytime you're making like a million of the same thing, I hear you. It doesn't take, yeah, even if they're all different, you know what I mean? If you're making handlebars, like, you know, want to be down there, fabrication, he, handlebar God. He's still making handlebars, a million different shapes, but you're making handlebars at some point. Fuck, I'm making handlebars again. You know what I mean? It's like, God damn, I want to make something else. <laughs> you know, I want to make anything. I want to make a fucking grill. I'm going to make a grill. I'm going to make a grill for fucking sausage. You know, anything. I'll take a hood of a car and try to make something just to get off of making the same thing. That's what, that's what happens for me. But I like new shit. Anything. Fix my buddy's gym. The, uh, I like. How do you keep the variety? Do you, do you ever, um, like actively seek out work that's different than the work you've been doing? Every now and then, like I get, I, 
every now and then that's like how I got into the low rider stuff. Like I saw a couple low riders my buddies had, and I'm like, you know, it would look cool there. And they're like, what? And I'll like pitch something like if we made something like this, and they're like, oh yeah, but who does that? And I'm like, I can make that. Like I'll see things and I'll go out and pitch it when I see things, cool stuff. Like I look about how I could add something to it or modify something, make something totally make something cool, cooler. So like I, I'm, I, I pitch it all the time. You know what I mean? I see things all the time. I'm always at like a car show or between that or a swap meet, you know, looking at parts or something. So I'm always like around stuff. So that's, that's how I actively seek something to do. Not really. You know what I mean? It's hard. I wanted to make a couple steering wheels. Um, so you make one and then you make, it's like you make a couple, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to know who needs that. You know, it's like, you got to make it first and then put it out there. Like, I wanted to make knives. I saw everybody making these knives and like, I asked a couple of buddies, you want a knife, you want a knife, you want a knife. I was like, no, it's like, all right, well, I just got to make some now. You know what I mean? So, and once you start making them, then, you know, I, I, I liked it. So seeking out projects. No, I just, you just try different shit that you see. You know what I mean? I see something that's cool. The battle axes or something. I was like, I can make that out of a motorcycle part. You know what I mean? I'm looking at watching Conan. I'm like, I make that shit. You know, for what I have laying around, I'll make it. You know what I mean? So anything new. Uh, you know, that's what sparks, that's what sparks it for me. Anything new. If I got I like sculpting the metal, to be honest with you. I like making three dimensional things, you know, with the grinders and shit instead of like a lathe taking it down and stuff. I like, I like, I like working with the metal. I like working with chunks of metal. I'm with you on that. I like working with the grinder. I like not working mm-hmm. with the lathe. I, the lathe is one of those things that <laughs> I feel like I should learn how to do. With, like you were talking about with the electronics. Like it's one yeah. of those things where it's like you know that that there's something there that could help you if you pick that yeah. up, but you just don't have like the the drive to to want to pick it up. Do you have and a lathe or like have you run a lathe before? I had I had a lathe. I do not have one now. I'm in the process of getting another one. I'm doing a project for somebody, and in return, he's paying me with his lathe. So I'm in a couple in about two months. I'll have another lathe back in here. But again, that that's like a tool. Again, it makes the necessary parts. It makes parts. Uh, it makes like yeah, it makes parts cool to like put yeah. onto like your cool shit that you're building. Yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> again, it's like a, yeah for parts. Or for, like again, when it comes on, like, you're going to make like a, a statue or a sculpture. You're not going to use a lathe. You know, you're going to weld a lot of shit. You know what I mean? But you're going to form a lot of shit. So well. I guess, you know, working, working with the, the welder and, and shit like that is what's most fun for me, you know, because you're, you're creating something, you're making something, and you're really making it, you know. So. I'll say this, like, my least favorite tool is a grinder. Oh, dude. I fucking hate grinders. <laughs> to death, I hate grinders. And, like, grinders, only, grinders. only for the fact that I've cut myself twice really fucking good. Like, uh, yeah. one, one was on my index finger just straight to the bone oh absolutely and so from that that pissed me off and i'm a fucking wicked like piece of shit and i don't wear safety glasses so i've had hundreds of pieces of steel shot into my eye yeah so just for those two reasons i'm like if i can find out any other way (laughs) to cut a piece of steel and not use a Um, grinder I'm going that that opposite route. <laughs> Grinder's my go-to weapon. That's what I use the most, even though it's one that's fucked me up the most. I mean, I've it had- sucks because, like, same thing. Like, that's, like, the go-to. Like, if you're into fabbing shit, a grinder's, like, you have yeah. to be hand-in-hand with it. It I just got, like, sucks. Like, I hate using them. <laughs> I got four in my shop. I got two setups, two different cut wheels, and two with two flap ready just so I don't have to change shit. Yeah, I'm, shop- I, got, I got two setups. So I got a flap disc and a cutting wheel. 
yeah, you can't be changing shit you know, back and forth. But yeah, that's my go-to. From yeah, taking pieces in the eye to chipping my fucking tooth to fucking losing the clothing to set myself on fire. The whole nine with them, they're great. You know, that's it's a love-hate relationship with a grinder. You got to learn that fucking thing. You treat it like shit, it's gonna fucking get you. <laughs> See, my problem is, my problem is that I'm not fucking patient. So like. Ugh. You know, like you're supposed to let, just let the grinder cut through the metal. I'm like yeah. jamming that bitch in there, and getting like all those no, like kickbacks. That's not, yeah, <laughs> blade. I'm at like a Chinese star. That cut wheel come out here like fuck. What the fuck was that? <laughs> come by at 200 miles an hour. You're like holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and so the other reason I totally forgot. Um, so when I used to work in a welding shop, I seen this dude, and like the first thing we did anytime we got a new shipment of grinders, we fucking ripped the guard off always. And, yeah, uh, that's that's a so this yeah so this dude was cutting the a piece of fucking round stock your grinder dude get the fuck out of my shop yeah <laughs> so this, this dude was cutting a piece of round stock in this factory and uh I, he must have just fucking pounded up the uh cutting wheel but the cutting wheel exploded and like <laughs> probably half of it just went straight through the right side of his cheek and like oh, half yeah. of it was in his mouth and the other half was hanging out of his face yeah, good shit. Yeah, car movie shit. That shit is no joke. I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I like that they tell you, wear this plastic mask. This will help. Yeah, why? Would it help put plastic in my fucking jaw, too? This isn't going to help. I need the motorcycle fighter is not going to help me, dude. I need some kind of fencing mask for this shit. Yeah, so I don't I do not do that shit either. You just fucking wing it and risk it. And I'm, yeah, I don't, okay, I'm all nicked up and fucked up. My hands are always cut and bloody or black and blue or something. Something's cut on me or there's a spark here. People are like, what happened to you? I'm like, what does it matter? But I, I really even wear gloves. Like, I'm not a fan of bitch mittens. I don't, I can't feel shit right. You know, unless, unless I'm putting direct spark on my hand for a long time. I don't even put the bitch mittens on. I'm like, fuck this. Yeah, I, like this I can, I can wear, feel what I'm holding. I feel nothing in between. If I'm welding, so, uh, yeah, I got them on, but. The only time I ever put gloves on is when I'm using a cutting wheel because that's when I fucking almost cut my damn finger off. But like, other than that, I cannot, even when I'm doing mechanics, like on cars, I can't mm-hmm. wear mechanic gloves. So, like, I need to be huh. on the field. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I'm the same way. Absolutely. Fingers, man. It just doesn't work with gloves. I can't yeah, do that. I just can't do it. The yeah, weird thing is, like, I never, like, even welding, like, I don't wear gloves. And yeah. I've never gotten flash burn on my hands ever. I'm like, did you ever see like you try to put like socks on a cat and make it walk? Yeah, like, well, that's exactly how I feel. On me, <laughs> yeah. And I hold the tool for like two seconds and I start shaking like the fucking things off of me. I can't the fuck off. Like I can't do it. Like a bat. Like I can't do it. But in my head, really, I'm like, get these fucking things. I'd rather burn my hand and be like, that fucking hurts, and have the gloves on. It's fucking mental. Everything I've been doing in the garage lately this week has been without gloves because I'm like, I I just can't, especially using a grinder. I can't Fuck operate it. the fucking button and like yeah. I always have this problem with gloves where like the fingers <laughs> the are, tip are too yeah. You get this reservoir tip at the end of each one of your fingers. You can't don't, f- don't ever don't advertise you have small hands. <laughs> don't 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 ever <laughs> don't advertise you have small hands. <laughs> this listen, let me tell you something. The problem <laughs> with the gloves is that they make the fucking one of the fingers is always too long for that finger. Like your pinky finger is the same length as the middle on the glove. And it's like, well, my pinky <laughs> is shorter than my middle finger. So why the fuck is the pinky finger shorter? And then you've got this like salad finger just dangling around and getting caught and shit. I don't like it. 
So I haven't <laughs> found the right pair of gloves for this kind of work. I'd rather just yeah. hold the piece and then let go. And if it's really hot and I can't hold it with my hand, I'll hold it with the pliers on my Leatherman. <laughs> yeah, no, that's when you pull your shirt down, put it in between there and burn your shirt. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I do the same thing all the time. I have no fingerprints. I go rob anything with you right now. They're all they're all melted off. I have nothing. I can hold the gun and hand it to somebody else to be like, no, nope, he didn't have it. I'm like, cool. I have no fingerprints. They're all melted or welded down. So ideal, man. That's what you want. Yeah. Well, again, it's to feel. You gotta feel what you're working with. You know, so that you pay the price dealing with hot shit. Big deal. You know. I, I can't sacrifice that for not having a good grip on something, especially working with a tool like that, like you said. Yeah, you definitely got to have a little bit of uh, more dexterity there when you're when you're doing that kind of shit. I don't put anything in the vice either. A lot of people talk about putting fucking, things in the vice. To, the to vice cut. is like my best friend, dude. <laughs> I got a lot of vices. <laughs> yeah, the vice is like my go-to for fucking everything. Well, I twist the metal in that. I don't weld my metal. When I do all the twist rods, I put one end in the vice. Well, for that, because so, yeah, I'm talking about for cutting. Yeah, I don't know. For cutting shit, fuck no, fuck that thing. Hold it down with one hand, cut it with the other. That's it. Reese doesn't even hold it down. He holds it in the air. Yeah. What? <laughs> he no. just holds it in the air no. and holds the ground in there. I'm like, you're a fucking psycho. That's like a Tommy <laughs> voice. That's, <laughs> that's it. stresses me the fuck out. Listen, <laughs> every time he does it, I'm like, I'm like on the verge, like. Just my anxiety's through the fucking roof, dude. Yeah, that's like a fuck. Yeah, that's like shrapnel at any given second. <laughs> it makes it easier to, to send the sparks where I want to send them. It's like having like a cordless phone. You could just walk wherever and just like put yeah. sparks over here. I do manipulate the metal as, as much as I manipulate the blade. A lot of people like to secure a piece of metal somewhere and then manipulate where they're using the to- their tool on it. I don't like to do that unless I'm putting it in like vice where I can re-manipulate it like in, in the clamp and keep turning it. I like to manipulate the metal into the blade sometimes, the blade into the metal sometimes, depending on the application or the look or the angle I want to create sometimes. You know what I mean? It's never just always one, so... I'll, I'm not a big fan of putting metal into a vice and always working on it. You know what I mean? When it comes down to it, basically one piece is in my hand and the machine's in the other two. I just try to secure it on something if I can, but I, yeah, I understand. I'll put it in the vice as if I really have to hog some metal off of that thing. And I know I'm going to like yeah. have to lean on it. Uh-huh. But, but I do. I, this is one thing I feel like is so important. I do not lean on cut wheels. I, that sketches me out. <laughs> like I, I will, I will take my time. I'll, I'm more likely to set my shirt on fire from sending sparks directly into my stomach because I'm sitting there so long than I am to break a. And I can, I cannot even tell you how many cutting wheels I've blown up. Well, too, uh, you know, again, that's something that you pay, you get what you pay for because you buy a cheap cut wheel and you just change that angle of your cutting just a little bit sometimes. If that if the metal's hot and that wheel's got some heat on it and that fucker will snap it's like a potato chip you get a decent cut wheel you can bend the cut wheel and they don't break so sometimes it depends on the wheel you're using like harbor freight cut wheels all those are my favorite i'll tell you what uh, but i've been using the harbor freight cut wheels my whole life i got snap-on tools and harbor freight cut wheels baby Listen, that's the way well, that's why you need to buy a lot of cut wheels because you go through those quick that's like a cracker absolutely um, right <laughs> you know so if you like empire braces make some great stuff there's some good stuff where 
the wheel's better. It's, I'm not saying thicker either. You know, it's just, it's a better wheel. It cuts better. You know what I mean? And, and it's, it's more forgiving to, to you not being as exact what you do with your hand. So that makes a big difference as well. Yeah, that's true. I hear, uh, you say combat abrasives. Is that who you mentioned? Em- empire, empire abrasives. Oh, I get a lot of stuff. Empire abrasives. I had uh, some combat abrasives that were really fucking good too. If anybody, or uh, I say wheels, I'm talking about uh, flap discs. Flap, yeah. I, I, again, I'm always open to trying new shit. You know, I've only tried so many so far, so it's not like you know I haven't tried a billion. So I'm always looking for somebody's like, try this, try that. I'm always like, yeah, I'll try it. You know, here's what I'm I want. Even though I get the Harbor Freight cut wheels, I will not get the Harbor Freight flap. Mm-hmm. They literally are no. worthless. Absolutely no. worthless. They, they, nope. They're shit in one grind. It's like it's insane how quick. <laughs> it is ridiculous, right? Yeah. It, the, it, it's, yeah. The cut wheels still cut. The flap discs don't flap. <laughs> it's like there's no <laughs> point in owning it's them. Not like, it's not even like well, what I found. It's not even like they lose all their grit off it. It's like they melt down. It's like yeah. It's, yeah. they can become slick. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's like It just becomes a buffing wheel. Flap. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's fucking shiny, but nothing's happening. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, I try not to buy like that shit there. You know, that, that I learned. You know, when I far- first started, that's all I was buying, but I was running through shit like mad. I'm like, wow, consumables are more expensive than I thought because, you know, I'm buying the cheaper stuff. Pay a couple more dollars at purchase. They last so much longer. I was saving so much money, more money on the long run. You know, you don't realize that at first because I only had pennies to work with, you know. Oh, let but, me give people one tip because you mentioned consumables, and this is something that uh, a lot of people write in about uh, welding consumables. And I, I don't ugh. ever mention this on the air, but for everybody Love out you. there who's running a TIG machine, just look up wedge collet. Um, the split collet is the normal one where it's like the piece where the fucking tungsten goes through and it's cut straight up and down and what happens is people put the end cap on their tig torch they twist it too tight and they twist that collet because it's this cheap little piece of metal wedge collets are cut at 45 degrees across and it's a solid piece of brass you'll probably have one for the rest of your life or you could continue twisting those split collets every other week it's crazy i bought a wedge collet over a year ago i'm still using the same collet it's crazy. So if, if anybody needs a link, hit me up. Um, seriously, save yourself a, a whole bunch of fucking time and frustration. Just buy a five-pack of wedge collets, and you'll never buy another collet. Sorry. Back to what we were talking about. <laughs> Other consumables. <laughs> all right, so we, we touched on my van, but we need to touch on the A12 van. Because that thing is way more epic than the Star Wars van was. Oh, the A12 van, yeah. Yeah, you've been on it. You've, you've spent many time on that so far. Anytime I'm with you at a show, I'm on that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it serves a good purpose. It gets you away from the mayhem. And not not to say I don't, I love the mayhem, but there's a lot of idiots in that mayhem sometimes. And you can't escape them. But being, when you can elevate yourself above them and restrict them from getting on your level, it's, it's, it's a great, it's very advantageous to, to, to me having a good time rather than me bugging out sometimes. So the A12 van is, is, is definitely a fun time. It, it's it's you know it's it's a safe haven kind of even though it's mayhem like i said but you know it's fun there you've been on it like i said in it on it you're gonna spend some time in it too forever going down 
going to spend what eight hours, yeah, ten hours. I, I just like the fact that like what you're saying is like when you just want to like be in the mayhem, but get like up out of the mayhem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look, it's look nice. down on it. Yeah, yeah. Just nod to people. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. And then when people, then when people like talking, you like, oh, I can't even hear you down there. <laughs> yeah, you put your, you know, play hand by your ear. What? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you too. All right. You know, so. Everybody's like, oh, that's so, that's why I did it because you know, and, and I'm not really a people person, <laughs> you know. If, if I get along with you, I get along with you, but that's few and far between, really. So it's it's great advertising though, because like when you're at a show and you see yeah. this yeah. big ass van with a bunch of merch outside of it, and then just got like a bunch yeah. of dudes just like chilling up on the rooftop in like recliner chairs with a fucking, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you yeah. want to come over and see what the fuck's going on. Tables, there's like a whole compound around of people, and you know, just it's like a perimeter, you know, like dusty, and everybody's like, nobody's just walking up on it. <laughs> it's like, you right. know, get, and then at night, like, you know, the, the, the disco balls going off, it's like a whole, you know, it just it attracts a lot of, a lot of attention, but it's, it, it's good. Again, it's, it's an A12, it's, it becomes a staple, A12. You know, it's going to be at it like, like you guys said, I was going to, I was going to get rid of that thing. I was going through a tough time here with all the shit going on. I, I was gonna have to get rid of some stuff, and that was a ticket item that would have pulled me out of it. You dickheads did that fucking thing, which is another <laughs> whole thing. I'm still gonna pay for that. I haven't even talked about that yet because I'm pissed off. But long story short, got the van because you know it's been asked like this year. I got two invites to come up to shows. They don't give a shit about the bikes. They want the van there. Can right. you bring the van to this? Can you bring the van? And that's cool. But then I'm like, well, there's a couple things that I can't ride to. I got to get in the van and go to, you know, but it's fun. It always goes to the AP moto jams. They pull it up like right. They do the MC and from the top of it, one place does the trophies from the top of it. So, you know, it's out there. It's known. It's, it, it's fun. You know, it's, it's, it's nice. It's a staple. And I haven't seen one with a rooftop lounge, you know, with a deck up there. You will, you'll start seeing them, you know, soon. It's a good idea, you know, but it's fun. We're going to have a lot of yeah. fun on it this year. So, and it's equipped. I run a full generator off the front. I run it inside. We can run anything you want in that thing. We're not running off battery power either. You know what I mean? So all night, overnight, for weekends, I have power for everybody. Yeah, that's huge, man. Running the generator is, that's a fucking sweet thing to have, taking it to the next level. Yeah, survival mode, you know, or whatever. I travel with 20 spare gallons of gas, four, four or five gallons of gas, and a generator on the front of that van. So it's like, I'm not running out of gas. And if I'm at a bike event, I'm always filling people up or they need this for their tire. I got power. You know what I mean? I got a grill that pops out of there. There's a full kitchen that pops out of that van. There's a, there's a bathroom in that van. It's a working bathroom that fucking drains out of the van. You know what I mean? So it's, it's equipped to, to go somewhere and just be that way. I have hammocks. You hang two hammocks inside the van. The van sleeps like six. Two uh, beds, benches. There's two people fit on the floor very comfortably in that van, and two hammocks that hang in that van. That's six people, you know, easily. I've had in that van sleeping, like, not even, and two dogs, and it's fine. So, yeah, it's what I needed. It gets me out. It was to get away. That's one thing that me and Grease, we've talked about a bunch on the show is like when you're at a show, especially like those weekend, like, campouts, like the runs and shit, it's nice to have a spot to like go back to and like chill. You know what I mean? Yeah, more, and so like I, just like constantly trying to find something to do. It's like nice to have a spot. It's like, okay, this is where I relax. <laughs> home base, and I've done like the events too, where it's just my tent. And yeah, you got your tent, but then it's just like 
you feel like it's something like that. I would say, like, well, uh, go back to the van. We got the van. We could lock the van. We could do what we want in the van. You know what I mean? It's like, right. it's safe haven. It's like becomes, and because everybody else's stuff around it now becomes a compound. You know what I mean? It's like, nobody's going to fuck with that area. You know what I mean? At any given time, it's a safe haven. You're not feeling good. Go lay down in the van. We'll shut the door, you know, whatever. You don't want to deal with people. Come over here by the van. You know what I mean? Unless we open up that area to everybody else. So that's what's nice about it. And it brings, it's a party. I bring a party. Where do you want to go? I'll roll up with, you know, 10 people with that van. You know, I'll turn a library into a Studio 54 in 15 minutes, you know? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I like brain taking her hair down, you know, whatever. But it, 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 it makes you want to have fun. I always have beer. I always have drinks. I'm always cordial. I'm always inviting. I always extend respect to everybody unless they're a dick. You see how I am if I'm a third dick. But, you know, that's what it's supposed to be about. And, that, you know, if you give that back, you get it. If you don't give that back, then you learn fucked up. <laughs> then you learn quickly that you, you need to give that back or move <laughs> from that area. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dusty threatened the guy at, at I think it was that uh deadbeat. He was like, well, you're gonna get thrown off the van any second now. <laughs> and the guy was like, Are you guys serious? And we're like, We're dead fucking serious. You're about to get thrown off a van. You better go down now on your own. <laughs> so and I remember was, that. I was there for that. <laughs> five guys look at him serious and they go, Oh, I'm gonna leave now. They're like, good idea. Yeah, <laughs> get the hell out of here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> You've extended your welcome too long, you know? So but you know, yeah, that was like that. Remember that, that one dude at Debbie too? I almost beat his ass in front of the van too. Oh, there's fucking so many people. <laughs> whatever. That's that's yes, whatever. I try to only remember the good. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, try to keep my hands to myself lately. Trying, but yeah, so the van so, is what on a, on another note, I've been talking to uh the people over at Backyard Barbecue Ron. Yeah. And uh they gave me the okay to fucking pinstripe at the show, so I'm fucking stoked for that. Oh, nice. That's good. I've been talking to they're really good people. I'm really pumped yeah, about so nice people. This is going to be a really fun thing. You know, get spread out where we're going, a little down south party with that down there. I think this is going to be really. The, that's the part I'm looking forward to the most is like meeting yep. all those people we don't meet at the shows up here. You know what I mean? That are just out of the normal travel range, you know? Like, right. And like, I'm hoping hours. Like, that pushes it for a lot of people. We're going to go like, right. And like, they're going 15, 10, 10, 15 hours down. A lot of people don't do that big show. I'm excited to meet, meet, you know, meet the people down there, party with some, with some chopper people. You know what I mean? Right. Like, East Coast people do, do, doing what we do, like what we like. Yeah. You know? And like, hopefully it makes it like, like we get along with them and they're like, oh, these dudes are pretty fucking chill and they want to come up to like the Northeast shows. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Start pulling, extending our, you know, they're, they're extending right now Southern hospitality to us. You know what I mean? Come on down here. You know, it all goes well. Hopefully we, we get them up here for a couple of things. And if not, then go down there more often. You know what I mean? Uh, right. I don't want to, I don't want to rob the same candy store over and over again, just because it's easy to rob. You know what I mean? Let's go down there and, you know, right. have a let's cause mayhem somewhere else. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, can't be the big fish in the small pond all the time. Let's you know, travel a little bit. So I'm excited to do that too. And again, felt like going to Daytona. I've been to bike weeks and I've been to just so much mass of bullshit and it's all fucking materialized bullshit and not what you like. And a couple of little things. This is, you know, guys do ride choppers and do runs and wrench on bikes. And this is what it's about. And, you know, we're not going down to $10,000 baggers, $10,000 paint job and $40,000 stereos. You get that everywhere, you know, for bike week or something. It's not that we're going to hang with people like us that are doing ride choppers and fucking party like animals so we're supposed to go down there i think you know right. yep it's gonna be fun i can't wait it can't come soon enough i mean i got a lot of work to do before that but 
it can't come soon enough. I'm looking forward to that, you know, a lot, pretty much. So that'll be fun. Man. Looking forward to it too, man. This summer's gonna be awesome. I can't. Everything's gonna be on. Yeah, agreed. Very much agreed. It's very much needed. That it is. So. We're gonna have to do some more updates when we come down your way. Maybe we could even uh, do another show with you when we come down in September. Let me know whatever you guys want. You know, this house is your house. Whenever you want to come down, it's here. Just let me know. Awesome. I appreciate it, man. Well, hey, I appreciate you taking the time to kick it with us for the night here. No uh, doubt. I felt I was up there. You know, fucking, I got to come up there again. I'm due to come up there maybe in a couple weeks. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely be having a kickoff. The weather's starting to get nice up here finally, so. Yeah, no doubt. I've never really put time on those roads up there when, you know, I've only driven them when they're cold so far, so. I'd like to do it fucking maybe a couple days, five, six days up there on the roads, you know, when it gets nice this year. So we'll figure that out too. Yeah. Looking forward. Yeah, I got, I got that. I got that place up above the shop too. So yeah. I got couches, TVs, fucking whatever you need. Fuck man. I fucking sleep in bushes. I don't give a shit. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I sleep anyway. I don't give a shit. I'm fine. <laughs> <What about me? laughs> yeah, no doubt. We'll, we'll figure it out, man. All right, brother. All right. I right, appreciate having, uh, you coming on, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, man. I'll talk yeah. to you more soon, all right? All right, brother. All right, keep it sketchy. Thanks, guys. Later, brother. All right, motherfuckers, we are back. Big shout-out to Jerry from 812 for coming on to shoot the shit with us about pretty much everything and give you guys a story behind the name 812. Finally. It has been such a long time coming, but Jerry's like, I don't know how to describe Jerry. Jerry's like, so Jerry's always busy, as you can tell from this interview. Um, and he's like a dude that like doesn't like to like boast about himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he, he doesn't like to talk about like this shit that he does. Um, so it was, it was super cool to finally get him on the show. It was. It was great to, to be able to catch up with him. I can't believe it took us this long to actually get him on the show, but it was great to have him on. So before we get too much further along, though, let's go ahead and thank some of the people that make this show possible. First up, we got B3, a.k.a. Babes, Bikes, and Beards out there in the Chelsea, Massachusetts area. Holding it down. Bike nights soon to come. Looking forward to more stuff from them. Amy's down in warm sunny florida right now traveling we're going to be meeting up with her in north carolina pretty soon but uh if you haven't followed the page it's babes bikes beards all one word on instagram give them a follow and let them know a low life boy sent you next up we got hypnic jerk customs out of sydney australia pumping out some of the dopest I, I, I always say some of the dopest taillights, but at this point, it's taillights, headlights, jockey shifters, points covers, and a whole bunch of other shit. And he does custom work. So if there's something that you don't see on there that you have cooking up in your head, hit him up. He can make a one-off for you, and he's happy to do it. He's full-time with the business now, so congratulations to him on that. Go support the homie now more than ever. Who else we got? We got the motherfucking homie Steve at Deadbeat Customs, the creator of the Deadbeat Retreat where all motherfucking low lives go to die. Uh, hit up Steve at 
deadbeatcustoms.com. Check out all of the shit he's got there. He's got shit for the chopper dudes, for the diner dudes. He has riding gear, uh, luggage shit, helmets. He's got fucking everything you need. So hit him up. Custom. I mean, yeah, sorry. Uh, Deadbeat Customs. And uh, uh, yeah, Deadbeat Customs on Instagram and check out his YouTube channel. God damn, I cannot talk today. His YouTube channel, Debbie Customs. <laughs> damn, son. <laughs> Crushed it. <laughs> Next up, we got Keebler Customs and Lucky Horseshoe Customs out of Denver, Colorado. Doing, doing some. Now you got me doing, <laughs> doing some of the dopest fabrication work, commercial fab automotive and motorcycle fab as well as cnc plasma cutting and 3d printing these guys do it all so follow keebler customs and horseshoe customs llc on instagram oh shit did you next uh... up another one uh not an official sponsor but i just saw another thing i did this last week too i guess i'm going to keep doing this um rhino dicks vapor honing is Seriously top-notch. Guy's doing fantastic work. If you've got something that is destroyed and you think it can't possibly be saved, you would not believe the turnarounds that come out of this fucking place. So hit him up, Rhino, R-Y-N-O, underscore Dick, on Instagram. Let him know you heard about him on the Low Life Motherfucking Chopper Podcast. Uh, did you get Paco in the beginning of the show? I did. Okay, just making sure. I was obviously spaced out. Um, what else do we got? Is that it? We got Stay Strong Co., maker of the shit hot sauce, the only hot sauce enjoyed by both members of the Low Life Chopper podcast. This dude is all around awesome guy. Some of the best hot sauce I've ever tasted in my life. So go get yourself a bottle. Get yourself a T-shirt. All his T-shirts are made in the USA. You know your fucking boy. Dude, loves that. listen. Let me tell you about the hoodie that you still ain't got, son. Ugh, this, dude, you. listen. This is one thing I'll say about Stay Strongco. This dude does not cheap out when it comes to the shirts that he uses to print shit on. Which dude, I love. This hoodie. Yeah. I've already washed this hoodie. I say probably four or five times, and this shit is still. I'm actually wearing it right now. Is still so like. You know, like when you put on a fresh hoodie, it's like that silky smooth feeling. It's yep. still like that, bro. <laughs> I absolutely love all the shit that he does. Um, yeah, listen, I'll say this: anybody that makes merch, the shirt quality is key. Because if you make comfortable shirts, people are gonna continue to buy those shirts no matter what you print on them because they're comfy as fuck. Nobody wants like that prickly, stiff fucking bullshit. That you got for a dollar twenty-five on fucking Amazon. Yeah, it's really Step not you worth gave it. up, son. <laughs> it's so it's so true. It's not worth it. The cheaper stuff, because you can make more of them, and theoretically more people are gonna wear them. They're not gonna wear them. They're just gonna wear the ones that are nice. I wear that stay strong. He made me a white tee. It I wear it more than I wear any other shirt. It's the best. Seriously. Highest quality stuff. So stay strong LLC. There's there's uh, there's underscores in between each of those. I'll try to talk to him about it. I can't guarantee he's going to change the name, but he should. No more underscores if we can get no, it. No, listen, we're all about the underscores here. Listen, <laughs> you know this is not the case. All right. If you followed me on Instagram, you'd know this. 
Yeah, you know, I, I was going to do it the other week. I just just never seemed to get around to it. It's kind of like uh, bringing the tank over for the pinstriping. I know I wanna, it has to happen. but Yeah, that's never going to happen. I'll get you out of show. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to throw out an extra thing. Uh, I brought up Paco for a reason. Um, I just want to give a huge shout-out to Paco. Um, they are – and this is not saying anything about any one of our other sponsors, but they are like the definition – of somebody who sponsors something. Every single thing that we share on the Lola Chopper podcast Instagram or on Loctite Shop Shop Instagram, anything that I have personally shared, it always gets shared by Paco every motherfucking time. Um, so I just want to give a huge shout out to those guys. Um, it's really a fucking honor to have a company that's like been in the game that long to like really support what we're fucking doing. And, uh, just huge shout out to them for literally always fucking sharing every piece of content that we put out. This is true. All right. We got anything and else? And up next, we got Ferro Fabrication. <laughs> oh, that's right. We're always forgetting our own ones here. Ferro Fabrication located in Londonderry, New Hampshire. For all of your welding... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for all of your welding needs, you know your boys got it under control. Just did, like I said, we got a tank coming in, a frame coming in, and we got some time in the schedule before things start to get uh, super busy as we start traveling for the summer. So if there's something you need to get your bike back on the road, hit me up now so before it gets warm and shit starts getting crazy. You can find me at ferrofabrication.com or ferrofabrication on Instagram. Last but not least, we got Loctite's motherfucking chop shop. Loctite Shop Shop, convenient located at the motherfucking Unicorn Ranch. Um, we do a little bit of everything. Services, fucking full builds, motor builds, muscle car builds, fucking whatever you want. We can make it happen. In that Unicorn Ranch, we do everything vinyl. We can do custom show banners, uh, coffee cups, koozies, shirts, hats, stickers, whatever the fuck you want. Um, and also pinstriping. Hit us up. Follow us at Loctite Shop Shop on Instagram and Unicorn Ranch. Perfect. All right, man. So I think that's it. To close this one down, I will say it is time for me to get back to work on that soft tail foot clutch and then head down to Boston and fuck shit up. Yes. Why, wait, why Boston? Because I'm going to see Tony. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got it, got it. <laughs> you have me confused. I thought you were going to sell the house and move back to Boston. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Listen, I know you missed that hey. fucking city traffic with the jockey shifts. Oh, I did. I'm going right back now. It's basically we're going to be having the same deal. Foot clutch, jockey shift, no front brake. I rode that thing in and out of Boston like that every time. That's why it drives me so nuts when people are like, oh, must be fun in traffic. I'm like, must be fun if you fucking yeah. suck at shit. Dude, every time a picture of my bike is posted, whether I post it or somebody else does, they're like, well, hopefully that dude doesn't like living with no front brake. I'm like, okay, bud. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Did you not see the size of that GMA on the back? <laughs> Yeah, oh, 70% of your stopping power comes from the front. And I'm like, well, on mine, 100% comes from the rear. Yeah, 100%. I don't know. I'll say 75% comes from downshift and 25% comes from the rear tire. Learn how to ride, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got for these people? Take them into their motherfucking weekends. It's Friday, motherfuckers. We finally got Jerry on the show. 
You know he's my Jersey brother. And on my word, you won't find a more solid motherfucker. Uh-huh. No mediocre flow, top notch, pimpin' no vine downstairs. I got the women all super soft. You don't want nine parts, so what I be spittin', hittin', they ain't record picture perfect. Fuck is y'all missin' folk? And what you think, the motherfuckin' throttle twistin' folk? Fans lame, bitch, no time for your tickets, ho. Girls see the show post, bet they want a ticket, though. I leave you growing hickey from my head to a tippy toe. And if you feel that, holla, holla. Had a back where the mattress at, toes by the ceiling fan. Know that she the biggest fan. Even fold the merch in the back of the all chrome 03 Civic Man. Hot damn, I'm filthy, bitch Give me a vodka martini and don't spill that shit I need a lot more to heal me Cause I've been that sick Motherfucker spit nitro and stay glistening I am No mediocre flow Hell no I said hell no No mediocre flow Hell no James Vine full acceleration Move that ass like my back wheel rotating Drop it down like a chopper front wheel skating And burn rubber till I smell it on the pavement Fuck up your hate me, Mr. JV Bottle of JD Swerving the lanes on my Harley Harley in control of my brain I brought these pills for y'all at a raw ADHD now get the party poppin', shake something, baby, show stop, jaws is dropping till they grow dope from the mezzy to the lobby line, longer than the coke lines in the style beat. I need a good girl, bad intentions with a teacher vibe, put me in detention, I be out of line, should've known that I be obviously out of control, but I won't, know. no mediocre flow, hell no, I said hell no, no mediocre flow, hell no, I said hell no, I got my throttle wide open, lady. Flat, flat. I got a bottle crack, tip it till I'm all in it. I got my throttle wide open, lady. Flat, flat. I got a bottle crack, tip it till I'm all in it. I got my throttle wide open, lady. Flat, flat. I got a bottle crack, tip it till I'm all in it. I got my throttle wide open, lady. Flat, flat. I got a bottle crack, tip it till I'm all in it. I say no mediocre flow. Hell no, say hell no. I said hell no. That's right. No mediocre flow. Hell no, say hell no. I said hell no. Yeah. No mediocre flow. Hell no. Say hell no. I said hell no. That's right. No mediocre flow. Hell no. Say hell no. I said hell no. Yeah. No mediocre flow. Hell no. Say hell no. I said hell no. That's right. No mediocre flow. Hell no. Say hell no. I said hell no. No mediocre flow. Hell no. Say hell no. I said hell no. That's right. No mediocre flow. Hell no. Say hell no. I said hell no. Yeah.